Blog Talk Radio. Comments expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, everybody. My name is J. King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. Fred, press the number one with your big ass. With me are my co-hosts. One love, one love. You're lucky if you have just one love. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one. Let me see. Good morning, everybody. Get ready for a rough and raggedy ass. <laughs> have a great day. Stay tuned in. It's going to be great. Good morning, all you awesome wonders out there in Cyberland, and welcome to the Kings in the Morning, and we're glad that you're here with us today. But let me remind you, as I always do, this isn't your ordinary show, but for he or she that can endure to the end. That being said, strap them down, roll them up, and top them in. You're going to need all three, caffeine, nicotine, and adrenaline. Go ahead, Mr. J. King, and do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, on this Thursday, February 1st, 2024, you're riding with the Kings. P-T-E, high top fade, P-T-E, the great high top fade, he got P-T-E, P-T-E. Good morning, everyone. It's about that time, y'all. Let's make you do what it do. Uh John Beckman said, I thought you once had Sidney to shorten his intro to five minutes. <laughs> I think his intro is just fine. I think his intro is just fine, John Beckman. We don't don't need the white man over here regulating how long Sidney's uh I'm happy to have Sidney back. Sidney, welcome back. Thank you. White man always trying to regulate. Good morning, I see Carlos. you're in rare form, King. Good morning, Roast Jeff Carter. How am I in rare form? How am I in rare form? What do I do? That motherfucker <laughs> switch, up you. Like switch up on you. Don't don't trust him. He'll switch up on you. So I don't know. I don't know if I said it on this show yesterday. I know I said we had 18 ads, but I think I found out afterwards 
that we were the most added record. Good morning, Shirley Brown. Good morning, JoJo Red. We were the number one most added record at R&B Radio this week. Club Lula. Only three times in my in my in the history of me being uh, in Club Nouveau have we been number one most added, and that was in Lean on with Lean on Me, and that wasn't even black; it was pop. We were the number one most added pop record. Why you treat me so bad? We were the number one most added. Good morning, Mark Claiborne um, record, and then this record. It's all right. We're the number one most added record. Uh, and that says, uh, that's a, exactly, Vernacle, that's a good, it's a, it's a great sign. And um, we know that WHUR in um, D.C. is going to go on the record. We know that, um, that. Um, Congratulations, uh, Jay. Thank you, sir. We know that um, KJLH in Los Angeles is getting ready to go on the record. Good morning, Mr. LES. So. Congratulations. Now, what I'm, I, who I'm really excited for is the the youngsters that are with me. You know, the um, you know Jay Ali and Tirza, uh, because this is their first time. They, they get to they get to start their career off because this is the first record they released with me, and they get to start their career off with their first record being the most added. Uh, and, you know, to start a career off like that. And I really try to prepare them for this stuff because of the impact. Uh, because of the impact that uh, that it can have on a career. And not just the impact on the career, but it, what it can do to your ego. And if you ain't ready This could be it, your biggest, Jay. This could be your biggest. Good morning, Darnell Kenyon. I don't know if it, good morning, Boom Chuck. I don't know if it will be my biggest, but it'll, it's going to be a big record. And you don't get, you know, and I've been in the business long enough to know that you don't get big records all the time. And when you do, you got to take advantage of it. You got to make the most of it. And, you know, that's why, and, and you got to be ready for the next step. That's why me and DOA are back in the lab, you know, writing for the next, for the next song. Good morning, I'm Red Boy. Um, and, um, you know, you know, you know what Club Nouveau means? Anybody know, know the, um, definite, uh, know the trans translation of Club Nouveau? New it might take a while, while saying that. Say that again. New club. new club. That's right. New club. Motherfuckers start acting out. It'll be a new club. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I own the club. <laughs> if, if, you know, so can, uh, so you got it. Good morning, Janet Marie. If uh, so, uh, if it if it you know, so I just want to, I make it make it clear that uh, you know, it, it was built to always be a new club. Good morning, Barbara Coates. You know, of course you want to keep people in as long as you, you know, keep people, you let people in the club as long as they can come in. But I really, I like consistency and um i would i would love for you know for people in the club to stay there as long as possible but i'm not opposed to inviting new people to the club 
My bad. I'm going to pull Pete. I'll fail you. So, that's. So, uh, good morning to everybody. Wow. I, um, I wake up and I, and I'm to some interesting subjects. Uh, so I'm going to read something to you guys and tell me what you think about it and tell me if, uh, you know, as long as possible, but I'm not good news, big game cannabis. Uh, I, it, Jay has a very open mind. Yes, I do. I, I do. I have an open mind. And, but, I'm a, but I also have a lot of strict controls, and I know that. I have a lot of um, strict controls because I think there's a certain way that you have to carry yourself when, you, when you're in the business. You know, uh, people see you a certain kind of way. You have to, you have to be that thing when people, when you're, when you're working, you can't, you know, you have to be a consistent star. That's that's how people see you, and that's what that's what people expect from you. And you you got to give them what they want. You you know, um, and you have Absolutely. to be disciplined in the, in the job. Good morning, I'm Rodney Abernathy. Um, what is the new lead singer? Are he does all your songs and get new lead credit on your previous tunes? No, no, that's not how it works. Um, the, the singers that sang on those songs, they, they always get their credit. They get paid for those songs, too. But Veronica um, said, Jay, you're coming back like Tina Turner to the youngsters. I played your video to Kiera, my 13-year-old, and asked, who is that? But she really likes the song. Good morning, Andy Stoke. Good morning, Janae. Janae Little. Good morning, Cookie Walton. Good morning, Howard Chan. Wow, city manager. Just, just stepped in. He might not... He might be running away from us in a minute. Howard, uh, don't don't judge. <laughs> don't, don't judge. Based on this show, you know me on a professional level. But, Howard, this is a crazy motherfucking show, just to let you know, to be transparent. Um, I've got three wives. It's great because the house is always clean, and we have multiple income streams. A polyamorous family claim, claim they have a great way of life because the house is always clean and they have multiple income streams. Mosea Andrews, 38, and his partners, Stephanie Almonte, 30, Rosa Zalea, 30, and Desiree Carrera, 23, from Miami, Florida, joined Ryan Clark and Rochelle Holmes via video link on this morning to speak about their unconventional relationship. Stephanie revealed she initially met Mosea in 2014, and the pair began a monogamous relationship in 2016. However, after two years together, the couple split, and Mosea began dating Rosa. Stephanie admitted she wasn't ready to give up on the relationship because she was pregnant at the time with Mosea's baby. Mm -hmm. Speaking on the show, she said, I really wanted to rekindle my relationship with him because I was pregnant and I was not letting him go, so I took full advantage of still trying to get back with him. Good morning, Marvellous Lucas. 
when he broke up with Rosa, when he when he broke up with Rosa, we all got together and we were like, I want to be with you, and she wants to be with you. I like girls, so as long as that what makes you happy, we are happy. From 2019, Mosea, Stephanie, and Rosa had been dating each other in a throuple before they decided to welcome Desiree into the relationship last year. Stephanie added, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong through the whole president, don't get me wrong through the whole course of me being pregnant and seeing he was with another woman, I did feel jealous. I was like, that's the girl who took my man. I want my man back. That's how I felt at the beginning. But when I realized that she makes him happy in other areas that I wasn't really making him happy in, in terms of communication and expressing my feelings at the time, I realized, why would I be jealous of that? She could help me be a better person. Mosea added that a, a polyamorous relationship can provide unconditional love and support. He said, Polly is nurturing. Polly is caring. Polly is teamwork. Polly wants a cracker. Even if you are pregnant, it is great to have another sister wife with you to help you go through things that you're going through that a man won't be able to help you with. It helps everyone in the household. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about a babysitter. You don't have to worry about who's going to do this, who's going to do that. The house is always clean. We have multiple houses and condos and properties, so we we thrive with each other in, in, in the household. Rosa added, from my perspective, it is something that I understood how other women could go ahead and please the man that I am in love with because they offer quantity qualities. So I understand. As I, as a man that really makes you a hobby and seeing that vision come together, it was something to me that was life-changing from the moment I started, understanding the vision. Last year, good morning, cuz. Last year, Desiree was welcomed into the relationship, and she said the adjustment was surprisingly smooth. She said, it wasn't as hard as you would think. I'm 23. I'm used to getting to know more than one person at a time. The challenge was exciting for me. Being in a poly relationship is Everything I've ever wanted, I feel like I manifested it. I, I came, it came pretty easy to me. Between all four of them, they have 11 children who all live under the same roof, and the kids enjoy being together. Mosea asks people to understand that there are multiple ways to have relationships and urge people to think outside the belief system which they've inherited. Um, he said, <clears throat> you don't have to be stuck in one thing 
or inside one thing, you know what I mean, or do what was passed down through the generation who really didn't have access to things we do now. Your religion or whatever you are in, it, it isn't your home. It was passed down from great-great-grandfather, great-great-grandmother, all the way down to to you. So if you really sit and think about it, shit, you inherited religion. You didn't just find the religion. It wasn't the religion that you wanted. Always go out there. Be yourself. Because there's more to that education that we have prior to the conference compared to what we have now. It's beyond that. And when I went to prison, the comprehensive deduction of the magnitude of the circumference of the situation said, Mosea, three, three, three girls, not one. And that's what I set out to do. <laughs> okay, I made that last part of it. <laughs> that's what it sounded that's where it sounded like it was going to me. That, it sounded yeah. like it was going in that direction. So I just I just uh I I just took him there. Uh, good morning. funny, man. <laughs> good morning, Sharon Bernie. A good lot morning. of black women wouldn't go for it, but you know who said it worked well? The Wayne Mooney, Paul Mooney's son, one of the twins. He's swearing mm-hmm. by it. He what? He like did a whole damn website about it, polyamorous yeah. and how good it, how well it works. Good morning, Samuel Rowland. Good morning, Penelope Larry. Penelope Larry is going to join us on February eighth. Uh, she's also running for city council district two, so she's going to be with us on February eighth. Uh, I hope you guys tune in, uh, district two. Uh, and she's one of she's one of my three favorites. I told you guys, you know, uh, uh, Penelope, Larry, Kim, Davy, and um, uh, Steve Walton are my three that I would go with. Of course, I told you guys I support Steve Walton openly. Um, um, uh, Chocolate Peak said, "What's wrong with polyamory? Nothing. Uh, would you do it?" Would you do it, Chocolate it. Peach? Would you? Huh? Would, okay, so let me ask you. So um, could you could you live with three women, um, PTE? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you found out one of those women was trans? Was who? That motherfucker gotta go. I can't do that, man. I, I know the whole no, no, you you with you with three you can't you can't back you, up you, you, you can't be let that shit oh. down, Jay. I can see that shit down. <laughs> Nakia uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh uh Chocolate Peach says she she's done it before. Damn. Uh, <laughs> okay, I ain't uh, mad at that. Every woman yeah. gets her own house. That's not no no Janet. They live under one no, roof. Obviously you didn't. Obviously you didn't listen to the story. It's, it's eleven kids in t- in total. With those women, they all live under one roof. They have multiple properties because they rent them out and everything, but they live under one roof. Good morning, um, Daryl Robinson, D Rob. Good morning, Daryl Jane. Yeah. So I'm asking you guys, 
Uh, so okay, so first of all, Chocolate Peach. Now, Chocolate Peach, how long were you in a poly relationship? And hold on, let me see her right on her mic to open. How long were you in a poly relationship? Good morning. Um, so the first one that I was in, we were in it for about two years. You said the first one, so you've done multiple polys. Yes. Now, if, now let me ask you a question. Um, so, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to get, get to the bottom of something. Um, do you like mm-hmm. women as well? Good morning, tacky guy. I, in the, in the first relationship, I was experimenting. So. So, so you was doing the oochie coochie to women. Yes. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm just asking. I think that it's good that you can. That you can tell that you do the oochie coochie down. Do you still oochie coochie with women or no? No, no. You're, okay. Now, was there something about the? What What did you learn doing the oochie coochie with the women that you decided I don't want to oochie coochie with a woman no more? Because they worse than men. Mm. So the, uh, and why is that? Um, question about your music when you have a. Chance, great morning, brother. Okay, we'll ask. I'll, I'll, I'll ask the questions. I, I saw two questions about music. One was from Rodney Abernathy. Rodney, I'm going to answer that question, and then um, in, Indigenous Black, I'm going to let you ask your question in a minute. But you guys, but I know both you and Rodney are as interested in me about this Uchi Kuchian and um, polyamory. So, so, so. <laughs> So, how how did you get introduced to polyamorous? So, um, it was about 20 years ago, I think. I was young in my early 20s or whatever, and I was already, like, kind of curious about it. And so, a gentleman approached me, and I thought I was talking to him online every day, but I was actually talking, like, going back and forth between the two of them. And so when he basically told me, oh, yeah, I have, like, my wife and da-da-da-da, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's talk about it, da-da-da-da. Me and her were both Scorpios, so that's one of the things we had in common. And so we actually had a few things in common, and we were both, like, kind of attracted to each other. Now, so, were you attracted to her when um, you saw her? Huh? Were you attracted to her when you saw her? Yes. Yeah. You were attracted to her. Did you? And did, now let me ask you another question. I want you to be honest. Did your mind say, mm-hmm. "Shit, I've been doing oochie coochie to her"? Yes, I did. Well, okay. All right, go ahead. Okay, so you mean? So you mean? So, so why did? Good morning, six eyes. Good morning, Khalil. Why did it only last two years? Here's somebody you you attracted to. You want to do the oochie coochie mm-hmm. tour. You like her, dude. So now y'all could just be oochie coochied up. What stopped the oochie coochies? They kind of, I noticed that they would gang up on me. And he was Gang up on very, you like, or gang up on you personally? No, outside, personally, like about things. Oh, I thought you meant that. Me, <laughs> well, <laughs> they that thing up. That was a broken relationship. Sorry, that, that, that would not have broken the relationship because they did that thing. Good morning, DJ. Like on like certain things, like they would come together to me as a couple, 
if, if one had an issue, they both had an issue with me. And I'm like, no, that's not how things work. If, if one has an issue, then me and that one solved it. And then she was very, very jealous. And I'm like, okay. if we're all a, a, three, a threesome couple, a throuple, why would you be jealous of me? So it was just things didn't, things didn't work out very well with that. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and then how did you get to the second one? The second one was more of I was one of I was one of the wives. Or I was one of the women. He had multiple women, and it was just he would he would do whatever he wanted to do, and. You know, you don't get to you don't get to regulate the poly the poly part. Poly wanna crack it. You know why it's called poly? <laughs> All right, could I ask you a question today? <laughs> okay, yeah. You can ask your question. Uh chocolate peaches. Yes, you sir. Well, I like the way you say that. Uh, oh, God. What? Was it in California <laughs> that this took place? Yes, it was in California where this took place. Oh, so you're talking about the Valley of the Kings. You're talking about things that happened in the Valley of the Kings. What is the Valley of the Kings, Jesus? <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, it's kings, though. You're on Kings in the morning, and you're talking to a person in the Valley of the Kings and you doing king <laughs> things, right? No. I came onto the show this morning because I'm working from home oh. today. I heard what Jay was talking about and then decided to call in because I knew he was going to have a question for me. Yes. And thank, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank no you. I appreciate I'm, it as I well. I like to be an open person, so I... I live my life That's being what I like about off, you, Chuck and Long. Um, so did all yeah. the other two, did the other girls get to taste some of that peach pie? John Beck, what did you do? In the second relationship, the only time they tasted it was on his, uh, was on his thing and they, he didn't watch it. God damn it. What? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow. So let me say this. Good morning, people. <laughs> I had a two-part question, Chocolate Peaches. I have a two-part question. I have a two-part question. Chocolate Peaches, do not give all the information being talked about on the third hour of power, please. This is for us. Don't be having all of their... Don't be having... Don't get all their Jay's audience over on our show. No, don't do that. They wouldn't like that. <laughs> um, so, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let um, Big Charles ask his question. Then I'm gonna answer two music questions, and then we're gonna get this show started. All right. So go ahead, Big Charles. How you doing, Charles? Good morning. So. In a tangle of all these things you've been through, what have you learned? I've learned to do what makes me happy. Good. 
Did you ever wear? Did you ever wear a strap you... on, or was a strap on ever used on you? A strap on was used on me. I never wore one. Hey. <laughs> now, what's it? Did the strap on? This did the strap on feel better than the real thing, or is the real thing better than the strap on? There's nothing like the real thing. I know that. There's right. nothing like the real thing. Strap on. <laughs> you know, you, know, you, know, you guys may think. Did you answer the question? The question was, think, did you use a strap on? You guys may no, think I never you're learning something, that you're learning something about chocolate peach. But let me tell you something. Thank you, chocolate peach, up, because man. because I'm learning a lot about the people asking you questions. Oh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> You the motherfucking <laughs> I'm learning an awful it, lot it? about the people you, asking you questions uh, and the questions the they are asking. No, chocolate that. peach. Okay, okay, very close attention to that. what they ask. I'm gonna. I said what I was getting ready to do. This is what we're going to do. Rodney Abernathy said, um, "I was going to ask you about Val and Club Nouveau. What happened? Why isn't she there? Is she all right? Val is fine." Val sounds great. She's still singing. She's just not in Club Nouveau anymore. So, um, and um, if you guys, if you ever look at Club Nouveau, the group, the one person that you will see at the center of that group is me. I own the name. I write the songs. I produce the label, the records. I own the label. And uh, Val has been the longest uh, tenured Club Nouveau member. But Val is a, a creative entity who, you know, who wants to um, do other things. And she, and she has every right to do all the things she wants to do. And I support her. I applaud her. And I wish her well. I think she'll do great whatever she does. Even I will eventually not be in Club Nouveau though I will control it and own it. And when I die, my kids will control it and own it. And there will be other members. Club Nouveau is uh, defined as the new club. And so as long as um, as long as I can um, create music and uh, produce a new club, now, somebody else, I think it was Indigenous, had a question, a music question. Indigenous, what was your music question? Um, and um, <laughs> God, <laughs> Monkey said, what the fuck did you say? Jay never died. We all passed, but he lived like Yoda, except different. <laughs> Just wanted to know where I can find the Teresa CD. Ah, indigenous, great question. Um, I wish I could find the Teresa CD. I think it's one of the best pieces of work that um that I was involved in, and it was on MC uh, on um, on um, RCA um, when, at a time when BMG first took over the um, the label and Bob Buziak, who was the president of BMG was a really good friend of mine 
and wanted to um, really wanted to turn that label around. And unfortunately, they just weren't ready. It wasn't until a few years later, Teresa's record got lost in that sauce. But um, last time was one of the one of my favorite songs. It was one of my favorite songs to write. I just had it. What to say it last time? Can't relate to what you say. I love. I, I just love the lyric that I wrote on that and um, the melody. I just. It was, but um, I don't know. And maybe maybe I'll re-release it. Maybe I'll re-release it. Um, so, and uh, um, as a uh, uh, maybe I'll re-release that right. You got me thinking, Indigenous. As you guys know, today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Um, I'm going to do the daily word. Kente, are you doing the word of the day? We'll get back to Chocolate Peach, John Beckman. I, let me tell you guys what's happening right now. John Beckman said, good answer, Jay, but let's get back to Peach and her games. Thanks. With Peach, perhaps any videos of her old escapades, so John Beckman right now is touching on himself as he's talking about this. Yeah, he is. And I hope. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I told hope. him. And he's ready. <laughs> oh, oh, squirty boy. Squirty boy. The boy is squirty. <laughs> Was that in that man? Um, so um, um, I'm going to do the daily word. Kent, you're doing the word of the day, right? Jay, I'm going to do the word of the day right, left, and in the middle. Okay, so the daily word of uh, February 1st, 2024 is happiness, H-A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S. I treasure moments of happiness as the gifts that they are. Feeling as though everything is right in the world is a good way to describe happiness. It is a feeling encompassing contentment, joy, harmony, excitement, and perfect peace. Like a stunning sunset that lasts for a few precious moments, happiness may be similarly fleeting. When happiness visits me, I savor it, enjoying and staying present to it. I don't despair if I am not happy all the time because happiness is one of so many emotions across the range of human experience. After all, no one feels one way all the time. Knowing how being happy makes me feel, I do what I can to be a source of happiness for others. Thoughtful acts of kindness, uplifting words, and my positive outlook all sow the seeds for future happiness. Today's Bible verse is Isaiah 12:3. With joy, you will draw water from the well of salvation. Yusef Kente, what is Amen. the word of the day? Jay King, the word of the day is chair, C-H, apostrophe, definition of chair is a place. Okay. What in the world? Shut up, motherfucker, and bring yourself right chair. <laughs> Man, that nigga fire. No <laughs> more word of the day for his ass. Shit. 
chocolate peach got him all fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this nigga is stupid. This nigga is just straight oh up God. certifiably stupid. <laughs> No, that was a good one. That was a good one. Well, that weed is good as morning. That weed is good as morning. Oh, man. Jeff Carter said, here's another That weed good. Sit your ass in that chair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what oh, else is okay. a place? You know what else is a place? <laughs> Bellevue. Bellevue is a place. Everybody <laughs> wants to be there. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm from DPH, hey, man. We have different idioms here, but yeah. I, I hear you. Bring your ass Chocolate right Peach, here. I have a question. Right I here. have another question for you, Chocolate Peach. Um, okay. Would you, um, good morning, jo, Josephine Person. Would you, would you go into, a, would you get into another polyamorous relationship? After four friends. After <laughs> now, after, after all these years. I don't. I to be honest, I'm not interested in one at this time. So, mm-hmm. at this time, in my current place, I wouldn't unless um, there was first some negotiations that need to be done and boundaries set. Okay, so let's let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. So negotiations that need to be done. Tell me some negotiation points based on the past. That what what kind of negotiation would you do now? Good morning, Shadi. Shady. So, like now, if I was to get into the relationship with someone, the one of the negotiations would be that everyone gets equal time. So everybody gets equal time. Everybody gets equal time. Okay. So hold on, hold on, you guys. Hold on, you guys, because I'm trying to find out. And then if you guys have other questions, um, John Beckman said, Peach, Mary is single, maybe looking for some excitement. Just saying. Damn. Mary said a long time ago. Hey, J. King. Good morning, Stephanie. Hey, she's talking that Goldie shit. You gotta I don't like that. Hold somebody put you up today in a chair. I don't like I'm trying to find out. out on a man. I want no, I somebody to tie. Make, I want I somebody to tie Yusuf Kente in a chair. I, I, <laughs> I know what I'm, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know what the fuck I'm doing right <laughs> now. I wanted to do, and I'm doing shit that I want to do. Okay, now let me ask. Chocolate Peach. Chocolate mm-hmm. Peach, you said that you would negotiate. Tell me some of the things that you would negotiate. You said, number one, equal time. What is it about what happened during your first two or three um, polyamorous relationships that, um, that well, makes you make time, equal time? Were you, were you left out of time? I was, at, time? I, at one point, I did feel neglected. Like, they would go, um, in the first place that I was in, they would go out and do something together, fun. And mm-hmm. while I'm at work, or while they're together, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, don't you think I want to do that too or something else? Or um, with um, the last one, it was more of I, was, I felt like the worker bee. 
I'm always working, working, working while you're off gallivanting, having fun and shit. No. Okay. I need to have fun too. I'm not I'm not a workhorse. Okay. Ooh, you made her cuss. Ooh, all of you answer one question and but she started it. cussing. Shut up. up. Hold on. They, they, they I, I'm going to put you guys on mute. I unmuted you to let you know that I, I'm trying to find some people want to know. I want to find information out. Okay, what else would you negotiate? Um, Certain boundaries. So, like, there's, like, no, like, I have no problem with, um, with public displays of affection. Love mm-hmm. it. But there's some things you just don't do in front of people. Like, you don't sit there and purposely make other people uncomfortable with what we're doing. You know this woman okay. behind you is a Karen, and her kids are with her, and you try to kiss me and, and get all fatherly and stuff in front of me as a female for female thing because you want to get her goat. No, I don't do that. You, you're not going to expose someone else to our king. That's not right. Okay. So, so um, oh, hold on, you guys. Howard Chan is called. Hey, Howard. I'm good. How are you? Chocolate Peach, with all due respect, I appreciate you for being so open about your personal thing. Unfortunately, you know, I'm I'm going to stay out of this because I have to talk about this on the radio. I've been I've been covering polyamorous re- uh, relationships since 2012 when Mary and I used to do a show back then. We talked about how popular this trend was going to become, and look at us now, you know, 12 years later. And it's almost regular now. I mean, the mainstream media is, is pushing it. Well, yeah, and also, to be honest, polyamorous has been around work. for years. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It's, it's so, it has been around. But That's 12 right. years ago, uh, Mary and I, on, on the earlier uh, iterations of Reese on the Radio, we did, uh, mm. was it Nightline or 2020, Mary, that we did that? We did a show about. I think it was uh, 2020. Yeah, 2020 was doing an expose on a polyamorous relationship. And, um, you know, it was a topic of conversation because, you know, we live in an, a, the whole sharing idea is what people have a big problem with. Right, right. Oh. But, you know, for, because, I mean, uh, to be honest, as I, as I think back over time, my my mom would tell me about how my grandfather had a whole other family on the other side of town. Right. Well, guess what? That, <laughs> right. was, a, that was a polyamorous relationship. Him yeah. and my grandmother right. and without, that other woman were in a polyamorous relationship. Sharon Bernie said it sounds like a pimp hole situation to her. Uh, Not Jeff necessarily. Said, was no, I wouldn't say the that. Only one, was, cho- was Chocolate Peach the only one that was consistently working? Um, what? No. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny, J. King, because now people Uh are in these polyamorous relationships for financial Uh reasons. Some people are in these polyamorous relationships for financial reasons. Um, Uh Because I've seen stories where it was like a husband and a wife both had a boyfriend or girlfriend, and they were all living in the house together with children. And a lot of them Uh said it was an opportunity for them to, one, have what they would call consensual affairs and to financially be able to take care of their bills because, you know, things are so expensive nowadays, but there's plenty of reasons why they do it. 
Reese, would you yeah. would you go into a conversation? When I was younger, I thought it was the bee's knees in my 20s. It I'm does make right no now, sense now. Right now, no. would you go into a polyamorous no. relationship? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm too self-centered. Um, I, I have the dogs, and sometimes they take too much of my attention. Um, so, no, <laughs> I, I don't need that much. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I agree with Reese with what they were saying about, you know, the polyamorous, uh, you know, how they look at it for financial reasons. They call it building a legacy, you right. know, for their family. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you got to be careful with so, those polyamorous people. So, okay, so he has a girl, he met a big girl, and she said, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we doing this? Baby, come on now. <laughs> you know we still, right now we can still make it. You feel me? You understand what I'm saying? Well, you know, also, to be honest now, to be honest now, you have women who have multiple men now. So it's not just mm-hmm. men with both for women. There's women with both for men. Actually, yeah, but yes. we do that shit mm-hmm. on. We do. Well, we do that shit on the sneak tip. Yeah, but actually, it turns out now that women are twice as on, likely Rick. to We're cheat on their men than the other way around. Absolutely. Say that. No, 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 no. It's a. It's not that, 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 true, Jay. In fact, yeah, most of the married women I've been with. what it is, man. Yeah. This is what it is, man. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. When you read about it in the beginning, men always had more than one woman. You have you yeah. can watch TV right now, and you see all ancient times, men would have more than one woman. Women. Oh God! And it Everybody became that hides. Yeah, but they were not careful enough. The they they could afford more than one women. And more so than now, women. so now, so now, you've been conditioned. It's by law. You got to do. You got other organizations. You had David Koresh, <laughs> and they killed him for it. They killed. That's David not why they Koresh killed him, Oklahoma. That's why they killed him. That That's why they had the Mormons. That's why they had a war against the Mormons. Because it was an issue. What the because fuck it's a money What are you talking about? Oh, see, you motherfuckers, see, it's because you're dumb. Okay, we're talking about, we're talking about, regular, we're talking about regular Mormons, people, not radical Mormons fundamentalists. Always, you have yeah. Mormons now. You have Mormons You're talking about now, fundamentalists. But what you're not you saying, Reed, they're, they're fundamentalists. Correct. You trick. They're not Mormons, but they're fundamentalists. Motherfucker, you can't make we're, you in. We're talking about polyamorous, man. We're talking about polyamorous. Shut That's the all. fuck up. You t- motherfucker, nope, not, never going to happen. You can well, say shut the here. fuck up until your face turns here. blue. Oh, you bitch ass. You could be a dreadlock Uber before I shut the fuck up. Go fuck nigga. You're talking too much. I, I just wish J.K. Yeah, would just cut the fucking mic off when he gets disruptive, but J.K. lets him go like a goddamn rabbit oh, dog. Oh, you bitch-ass motherfucker. <laughs> you came talking some bullshit in the beginning. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> tough guy. Just shut uh, the John fuck Beckman up. Said, John Beckman said, this topic, Jay, obviously has everyone on the edge of their chair. <laughs> 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 That was a good one. I would just fucking tie this nigga to a child. Yeah, Put really. Tape on his mouth. All right, you guys. I got another one. I got another one. This is something totally different. 
Here we go. Okay. I'm 26, and my man's 58. Mm. He worked for six years before I was born, but I won't let him retire. People ask if he takes Viagra. A young woman with a 58-year-old partner has shared some of the realities of their relationship online. The 26-year-old gave a glimpse of their funny antics and revealed some of the questions they get asked about their dating life. Anthony, 58, and Gabby, 26, are married and an age gap couple based in California. They share some of the assumptions people make about them as a couple and some true testaments in a TikTok video. Throughout the video, the duo bounced the camera back and forth between them to say something. We're an age gap couple. Of course people think that me and her mom are brother and sister, Anthony said. The visual then switched to Gabby to show Gabby holding an ice cream cone. We're an age gap couple, of course. People ask me, how often does Anthony take Viagra? For the record, that answer was never, okay? Anthony hopped in to say, Gabby makes it very clear I'm not retiring for a long time. <laughs> the couple continued with different assumptions that began with their, we're an age gap couple. Gabby admitted that everyone thinks that I married him to get my green card. Of course I finished undergrad, two graduate degrees, and worked for six years. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <clears throat> of course I finished undergrad, two graduate degrees, and worked for six years before she was born. The pair also joked that Gabby didn't know about the film Die Hard, and people assumed that she's closer in age with her stepson. In another video, the couple discussed their birthday plans and revealed that their birth months are also three months apart. The comment section was filled with humorous and supportive messages about their relationship. Oh, so cute that you're spending the rest of his life together. I'm in an age gap relationship too. And just if you get it, you get it. You guys seem very happy, wrote another woman. Can someone seriously tell me where to find a man that looks like that? I'm an older guy into older guys. But the ones I find are, I mean, I'm a younger guy in the older guys. Oh, my God, slay, girl love. Would you date a woman? Would you guys date a woman that is uh, considerably younger than you? And when I say considerably younger, let's say 15 uh, years or more younger than you. Good morning, I David. No. I got daughters, and they would never speak to me if I bought somebody home younger than them. 
it wouldn't work. Um, Jeff Carlin says, I'm 18 years older than Kim. We have been together 20 years and married 17 now. But so, 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 so think about this, though. So when, when he married Kim, when he, when he met Kim 20 years ago, so 20 years ago, Jeff Carlin is 47. Right. So it's a, it's a difference um, when you, you know, and his wife is, is 29. So, you know, um, so, you know, this guy is 58, 11 years older than Jeff, and his wife is three years older than the young lady. But even, I mean, you know, 18 years, um, good morning, Ralph Hawkins. 18 years is, is a, um, to, for me at this time, as a 62-year-old, um, I don't know if a 44-year-old woman, I mean, of course, they would be appealing to you from a visual standpoint. But, sure. you know, what about your diaper years? What is she going to do? Is she going to be yeah. part of the diaper hey, this, like, is, this, is where, diapers. this is where it's in Malcolm X. He's 58, Veronica. He's 32 years older than me. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Let him say what he's going to say, yes. I know I got to teach you motherfuckers everything. God. You never have. Why start now? This is where in Malcolm X, when you heard Elijah Muhammad say to Malcolm, when he wanted to get married, he said, Lo, you have your A plus seven. Didn't you hear him say that? When Malcolm wanted to get married, did you see there was a whole sex segment on the marriage of Malcolm X to Betty Shabazz? And okay, he, moving on. See, see, you don't know the rites of passage that black people have to go through. Dude, because you're all of us got to learn. Malcolm X. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking hit cat. Anyway. Can we just get to the question at hand? Can I see what I was going to say? You're a Jehovah Witness. You're a Jehovah Witness in the entire show. Hey, man. You know, all, that's why you can't give away free game. You got to charge. Dude, you're the Jehovah Witness at the door. Everybody's hiding. Can, can you can you let him have his time, Reese? Let him talk, man. Reece, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Kente. Ali, Reese, you tell him to shut the fuck up. You know, well, you got to you shut up, you bitch. You're nothing well, but a point. chocolate <laughs> point. Wait, man. Point. You know what point. a chocolate wafer is? You're nothing but a cracker. All that chocolate on you. I just need to know, please. It's about the black man. Oh, you bitch ass. I believe you really don't know who you are. I believe he said half your... Did he say half your age plus seven? Plus No, he said plus seven. Half your age plus seven? Yeah, half your age. Yeah, a lot of Muslims, half your age plus seven. Plus so seven. in other words, it's if, you, if he mathematics, was forty years man. old, if he was forty years old, he would marry a woman twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Because Correct. half his age yep. would be twenty yep. plus, plus seven. Right. And you know what? But I could see a forty-year-old man and a twenty-seven-year-old woman together. Right. It's yes, the, because I, Malcolm yes, X was the imminent matchmaker. Oh, shut the exactly. fuck up, you bitch. 
Just shut up. Use a trick. I need to be putting my heel on the top. Let of me your explain head. something to you, whack hand, Mister Wannabe Mac hand. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Well, you That's know what, man. You don't that reach goes together. You offer nothing fact, to the man. conversation yeah. but confusion oh, you bitch. and stupidity. What you are? You are comic fool. relief. You are you nothing more than comic relief. You know what? You know what? You're the other guy. You're the other guy. Good morning, Jay. You're the You're exactly what happens when you take a Black Panther. You're exactly what happens when a Black Panther and a clown have a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you talk about I tried to date somebody, but I was 11 years younger. But he was 11 years younger than me, and he was not made for me. And I put years in trying to understand, but the mindset is just not there. Well, you know what? I don't think it works the same way for a woman, Christy Graham, that it does for a man. I think women are a bit more mature than men. So a younger mm-hmm. woman with an older man works better than a younger man with an older woman for the most part. But obviously there's always an exception to that rule. But and, then, uh, then you have the movie that comes out, The Lady King. Because no matter if you see it or not. You mean the movie that they fabricated? And, and, the movie no, they fabricated? Whether, whether you accept it or not, it's happening. You, just you mean the movie it. about the you group of people accept. who were the Shut biggest up, slave trick. traders you in Africa? Fucking, you the fucking oh. egomaniac. And you're the other guy. You you're know quoting the, other the movie guy that they lied about in Hollywood. Why don't you take your shit to whack radio? Tribe was the biggest slave traders in well, Africa. You, you, you off the that? radio. You quoting that? You trick bitch. You really do use suck a bitch, the dick of Hollywood, don't you? You use, you use really a bitch, Hollywood man. You really want Hollywood to come a beckon, don't you? Oh, uh, use a bitch, you man. You really do love the That's white man. That's all you are, man. You can't take it, man. Look at it, you, man. bragging you about the white man's Hollywood. You are not me, Just man. Just like the movie you and television. You hate the that you cannot do it. The white Wait. man's television is telling the story. story. I didn't say anything about the white man. The Lady King is the white man's movie. Oh, that omitted that the Lady up. King was a part of you the tribe of the biggest slave so traders in Africa. You brought that up. Well, you brought it up. You brought up Lady King. You want to bring that up. You brought it up. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you. All this noise. Maybe you can make this the soundtrack to a Hollywood movie that you live in their rooms. Hey, and Mary out. <laughs> All we gotta do is say, Is Mary here today? Hey, sister Mary. And that motherfucker does Hey, how you doing, darling? Away. Love you anyway. Don't 
to, to send this man his money. Yeah, I'll come by, I'll come um, by right now what it is. I have to deal with your cash out, but I'm going to come give you the cash. You know, my, my money is in a certain my bank account. You know what I'm saying? My, my money's here. I'm my money's there. Right you know now. what I mean? You I got, I got yeah, weed money in this well. account, Jay. Jay, I got weed this money in this account. Nigga, shut up, Reese. And you then I got, ended then this conversation. Then I got dreadlock money. Shut up. I got dreadlock money over here, right? And then I got chill money over there. You know what I'm saying? I got to well, get all my money correct. Reese, you owe $25. What are you talking about? I sent him $25. I don't owe him shit. Oh, you sent it to him? You sent it yes. to him directly? Yes. Okay. Listen okay. how they talk to him, Jay. Listen how, listen how they talk to him, Jay. I already sent the nigga money. I ain't, I ain't owe him shit. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth as it is. <laughs> they tired of giving that nigga money. I'm holding money for him, but I wanted to send it. I, I need, I need um, 50 from Dale. I, I, this, Dale, did you give me this 50? 100 from PTE and 100 from Kente. Listen, now, why you giving that nigga an amount of how much money he going to get? So he over there rubbing his hands, going to the crack house as soon as you give it to him. God damn. And I got, I got, <laughs> I got 50 from Fred, 100 from me, and 100 from Jeff. So that's 250. That nigga going to smoke all day. He going to have crack all day. <laughs> that's 500. So he's picking up 500. That nigga could buy a house with 500. Christy Graham, we, 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 you know, last year, um, Reece, uh, Marcus said, no, you didn't, Reese. He said, Marcus, that you ain't sent him shit. Listen to him. You ain't getting no money then. You're talking about you ain't sending him shit. He talking shit trying to get money, Jay. He didn't say Fuck that. that nigga. He didn't say shit. I said he ain't sending shit. He's still over there snitching. Well, because Reese didn't send it to him. Reese over here lying. Why that nigga got a snitch, Jay? How come Marcus over there snitching about the money he ain't got when it's coming out of people's hearts? I got you. That's why I said Dale, Kente, and PTE. PTE, are you you sending money or not? I wouldn't send that nigga shit. I wouldn't send that nigga nothing. He talked too much shit. Well, Ali, you don't send nobody nothing anyway. Because he talks shit. Well, I send it to him. Not to nobody, Ali. You know, that's a goddamn lie, Jay. You need to cut it out. I sent money directly to you, and, and, and you found ways to use it. Nigga, stop lying. That 62 is fucking you up, Jay. No, he got, a, yeah, last time he got $1,000, Christy. We, we, we gave him like 1200 bucks. This year. Right, ain't that enough? No, no, every, Ali, it's a sponsorship every year. Man, this nigga show show up in January, don't he? Well, it's every year. He worse than the tax the IRS, Jay. That and nigga's then, terrible. And look, and look at look at Reese going zero dark thirty, right? Because Reese, what are you talking Reece about? Reese trying to lift it. Um, um, he said, Marcus said you didn't send him any money. Marcus is a liar because I put it under. He knows it's under my first name, so he knows he got it. I sent it to him when I you first started asking. Marcus. Okay, so, first so it's under Reese's first name. Good morning, Danielle Tono. And I even told them. Uh, that Marcus the first probably time I, don't even know your first name. No kidding. And I told them a long time ago when he was the first Edward, time he came on the show. It's Edward. Edward sent you the money. Um, Christy Graham said, Ali doesn't have friends, much less sponsors. He doesn't understand support. 
Christy Graham, you ain't got no dick. You ain't got no dick, Christy Graham. Much an asshole. All you got is bull riders running up in your motherfucking ass cheeks. Ali, you sound like you making a lot of noise right now. When you said, hey, you, nigga, you, you, nigga, you deal like with Reese, nigga. Noise. I'm dealing with Christy Graham. You deal with Reese. He was all on your ass. Well, I'm all dealing on. with noise. I'm talking about noise. Don't worry about the noise. Uh, well, you were worried about the noise. Nigga, look, bitching? nigga, I didn't say shit when you was bitching this nigga, bitching him 25 times in a row. Well, you're saying something now, though. Man, you niggas just want to be heard with me. Well, Let me be quiet. You wanted to be heard to be saying that. Um, Figure that out. Christy Graham said, okay, pussy police, I'll let you know when your call time is. Until then, take some time off of work and go enjoy the sun. Christy like Graham, shut up, but they find you strangled in the closet with a dick. Whoa. Oh, in the closet. With a dick. Don't forget, with a dick. The same shit hey, that he got that's on me about saying on this show. Why would things never so say nice nothing like that on See, you see, as soon as I mentioned dick, Mary started talking. Damn shame. Ali, I'm saying the same things that you don't allow on your show, though. <laughs> well, you just said it all, nigga. Goddamn. That's about bitch. I ain't even said nothing. I'm just trying to get up here with me. That's about bitch. Yeah, you yeah, said that was that Mary. That was Mary that was calling oh, asshole. Now y'all, now y'all You called me, nigga. You called my number, nigga, and you said my ass listening to the show, nigga. You said man, you can't be talking like that, nigga. You said that. You said it, man. Man sentenced. I love your new single DOA loved it so much He said it was a smash record Sound like it should be in a movie I think it's brilliant um, That shit is uh, whack you, Mr. Gibson they, they, people, people are thinking you need to get some pussy Um, um Ollie why do you keep reading negative <laughs> comments? You said you were 62. I'm just reading what people are saying, Ali. I'm, de- I'm reading No, you comments. ain't. You fucking up the show. Edward Go ahead um, with the man that uh, was arrested. Edward said, Edward Hopkins ain't sent nothing. I got two donations. He's, and it's not Okay. Him. What are you talking so, about? He got two. Wait a minute. He's talking about recently? Yeah, yeah, because you said. I ain't you sent him shit recently. I, I he didn't ask me recently. Did he get, did he get, yeah, you did. Reese. Reese. Huh? Did you send it to me or did you send it to him? Maybe I'll you're missing my point. When oh, Marcus oh, first came on the show, when did you send it? Did you just the first when you first came on the show? When he first came on the show, I sent him money. Recently, I didn't even know he I mean, was asking. Just, just lately, just um, oh, I don't know anything about week. that, Jake. He want uh, more money, like, Reese. Once you send that motherfucker uh, did, a dollar, he want more. Did you just, um, did you just get fifty dollars from Dre Hines, Marcus? Oh, he said you talking about last year. Yeah, Reese. Yeah, okay, listen, listen to that nigga. Listen to that nigga say, oh. For this year, Reese. He's full you of shit. You said $25. Reese, No, Reese, I did not. You said, Marcus and I yes, never Reese, spoke. God damn it, I write it down. 
I write just this shit down. Read Hopkins. I don't give a shit if you write it down. Motherfucker, because you said it with your lying ass, and that's what happened when you got the fucking lie to motherfucker. He, he said $25. He said $25, you know, man. I'm going to tell you, because I, I write shit down. He said $25, man. He said $25. Bernard said $50. Um, Dale said $50. Fred said $50. PTE said 100 Jay said 100 Jeff said 100 Kente said 100 Mr. Elias said 50 That's enough money right there for that nigga for the rest of his life. Right. Well, well, well you time. said our goal was 500 and, and you raised 550 or something. We, 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 we raised By the way, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Okay? Reese, no, you motherfucker. You sending him money now. Put me on you. If you're not giving him the money, no, I never it said it. Me. You put me down, and you're going to call me a liar? Motherfucker, because you said it. I wouldn't put your dumb ass down if you didn't say it. That's that ninth grade shit I be talking about. <laughs> Why you got to talk about him, Jake? Because he, he didn't get I'm no not money. I'm saying the motherfucker, that, that's what I know. This motherfucker comprehension shit, it be fucking him up. Now, why would I write? why would I write all these names down? Yeah, you is kind of seen out a little bit. With you, Jay. Yeah, you know, he, he, Jay just but fucking with you. Everybody except him. He the only one. That, so, so, um, so I'm wrong. I'm right about everybody except him. I got him wrong. Calm down, man. Jay said he know what he said, and it was twenty five dollars. Motherfucker don't know what he said. If he knew what he said, motherfucker, I wouldn't be talking about this, and your fat ass wouldn't be on mute. Shit. Now. Um, um, I'll give him. I'll give him the twenty five dollars for Reese. If Re- I know Reese is just moving, if he ain't got the money, it ain't a big deal. Motherfucker, yeah, you're a, no Reese. You're a liar. John Beckman. The reason why I'm not giving him a hundred dollars on your behalf. It's because, and, and the reason why you ain't getting your money right now is because of, because of that shit right there. You just added, you just tacked on another three months. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard said, that's that white man giving. <laughs> he can't do it. <laughs> um, man sentence. I ain't going nowhere with you, motherfucker. Y'all get up and go to the bathroom. Hey, shut up. Don't you see Jay finna read? Go we ahead, Jay read. We just, shut Jay, up, Fred. Fuck you, fucker. Enough is enough. Shut up, nigga. <laughs> Man sentenced to 100 years for killing co-worker who stole his lunch from work refrigerator. A man convicted of murdering his co-worker after the man stole his lunch from the work refrigerator at a Virginia Target store was sentenced to 100 years in prison on Tuesday. Bowden Burr, 25, received a 100-year sentence with 30 years suspended, meaning he will serve at least 70 years, the Fairfax County Commonwealth Attorney announced Tuesday. Burr was found guilty of first-degree murder after he planned, 
and carried out the murder of his co-worker, Hernan LeVay, 58, in the parking lot of the Target in Bailey's Crossroads in 2021. According to prosecutors, Burr grew angry after he found out that LeVay, who was a janitor at the Target, had taken his lunch from the office refrigerator several days early. Burr decided to kill LeVay, purchasing a hammer and two knives two days before the murder. He told detectives that he spent the next day training for the murder. (laughs) On the morning of April 17th, Burr arrived at the employee parking lot early and waited for LeVay. When LeVay headed to his car, Burr stabbed and bludgeoned him to death. Burr was arrested and later confessed to the killing and pleaded guilty at trial in October. Prosecutors said that Burr's sentencing hearing that he threatened to kill or hurt other people if he was not given the harshest sentence possible. Burr described his actions to the judge as a fit of rage. Mr. LeVay's unnecessary and tragic death leaves behind a grieving family and community, community, one that will never be the same after such a senseless act of violence. In this case, because of the unique and self-proclaimed danger the defendant continues to pose to the community, today's sentence was a necessary outcome for maintaining public safety. Now, uh, I'm, good morning, Curtis Stiles. I'm wondering if um, the dude um, taunted him, if the dude talked shit to him, you know, yeah, 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 I ate your motherfucking lunch. What you going to do, youngster? Shit. It was gooder than a motherfucker, too. I remember the first bite I took. I said, this is gooder than a motherfucker. Then I took a second bite. Oh, shit, this is some good shit. Leave your motherfucking lunch in the refrigerator again. I bet you I take that one too, motherfucker, because you ain't going to do shit. I'm going to go do my job. I mean, I just wonder, I wonder, good morning, uh, Cuz, Angela. He probably did do it. And by the way, J. King, go fuck yourself. But yeah, he probably did do it. I'm just figuring that. By the way, if I didn't say it before, J. King, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm doing yoga, and I'm supposed to be getting better. Go fuck yourself. I'm really trying. I'm really working hard. Now let me ask Not you a question, Reese. To tell you, go fuck are you going to are you going to give um, fuck his twenty five dollars because you can't even tell me the date that I said it. I can send him twenty five dollars in my sleep. Okay, did you say did you write my name down? Put the date. I don't remember saying. I don't know. I, I didn't write down a date. I, I just put down. Dude, I could have committed to a hundred dollars. I wrote all of our names down. I said, "What are you gonna give, Reese?" Well, you said, "I'll give twenty five dollars." Bernard said, I'll get 50. Dell said, I'll get 50. Fred said, I'll get 50. PTE said, he'll. And it had to be the day that we started calling him PTE. Because up until this point, because we just started, so it had to be recent. Wait a minute, was I, because, wasn't I late here for that? No. When he told and, the no, story I'm about, about. No, when, no, I'm saying that it had to be in that time frame. It, yeah, yeah oh, okay. because. And I bet you didn't know he had. See, I'm notorious for my recall, but 
But I got his what's name from July that I sent him into on my screen. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem, but don't fucking tell me that. If I said I don't yeah, remember yeah. saying that, believe well, me. What's the big deal, Jay? Why are you trying to get this nigga more money gangbanging for? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Ali, you just, you such a hater. You hate that the motherfucker is getting something. You get, you get mad that, that Marcus Atwood is out here hustling for his son and making it happen. And it's almost like... I sound weird, but, but stop bragging. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's like, stop bragging. I don't, I don't think you understand that that's not a brag. No, it's not a brag. I'm saying that he out here working for his son. Without a father, without a father hard like that, without a father believing right. in his son enough right. to say, I'm going right. to go hard for you, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's commendable. So, yeah, it is bragging, Reese. Yeah, but that's when, Wait that's a minute. First it's not bragging, now it's bragging. Make up your mind. Okay, whatever. You, you, like I said earlier, Jay King. Like I said earlier, go fuck yourself. Reese, God damn it. January the 9th. January the 9th? Yes, sir. All right, hold on, please. Thank you. Give me a sec. Um, Mr. Elliott said, I used to work at a place where someone would steal lunches out the refrigerator, so I knew someone who put laxatives in their food, and we found out who was stealing people's lunches real quick. <laughs> I'm telling you a true story. I, I hate to say this, but this is when I was young, and I was, I was, and you know, if you made me mad, um, I was going to do something to you, Okay. So I was, um, damn. So <laughs> I'm not going to say where I was because some of the people that, they, that listen to this show, that, that, so I'm not going to tell you how to place for anything. But I was living in this house, and um, it was a shared house. And I used to take uh, the candy that this one person had, and I would unwrap it, put it in my booty, squeeze my booty real tight. Oh, and then my God. It. Damn. And then wrap it back up. I told you this motherfucker was low down and dirty. <laughs> low down, dirty, scoundrel. No good, dirty oh, motherfucker. That's some dirty shit. That's a that's, that's a, dirty that's shit. A God damn. You better watch it. <laughs> Hold on, and I would pee a little bit in the orange juice. <laughs> you nasty fucking crap. Wow. You do shit well, right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I knew you wasn't going to get booty around I, some food. I, I used to get booty niggas niggas don't do that. <laughs> niggas do not I, do that. Because I used to be, I, I was petty booty like, yeah, I'm telling you guys, I've grown a lot. That nigga was petty. I become, a, I become yeah, Veronica. I was like He's that. still petty. I was a nigga He's that was. Petty. I was a nigga that was spitting your potato <laughs> chips and shake them up, and then let you eat them later. Fucking with me. He still do that. Because if you wanna, you wanna fuck with me, you you want some of that? You wanna see? Because I really don't believe anybody can get funkier than me. I, I'm the nigga that if 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 I did something to you. And it and it became and, and it was 
and it was critical <laughs> to your life, I never lost sleep. I'm not the, I, I never lost sleep on shit like that. Yeah, he's no sociopath, ladies like and that, gentlemen. Because of, no, because if I was doing shit hey, like everybody. that to you, hey, you earned it. Hey, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Y'all keep on asking this nigga. Y'all keep on asking this nigga to be, why don't he run for president? Y'all keep asking. God really changed me. I'm telling you guys right now, God really changed me. Uh-huh. You're no longer the sociopath. I'm so glad. Yeah. That's some sociopathic shit right like there, bro. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I would be in jail for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it. And God made me better. Or I would be dead. Mm-hmm. Because I was like that. And so I had, and I prayed about, and I, I prayed about me. And I know, I know that God protected me from myself. And he protects me from me. Amen. Because Amen. I, used to be, I, used to get, I used to get so yes. mad that it would become combustible. Like I'll yes. burn your shit down. I'll burn your motherfucking yes, house Lord. up. I believe it. I was like that. Amen. I don't believe anything's changed either. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Speak to Lord, speak to me. Speak to him, Lord. I've gotten a lot speak to me. And I, and I, so I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, we key, I keep key and ha-ha, but, when I, but with God, I don't play with. I really, I really know that God made me better. He made me, he made me be the, the better part of me. And, and all of us, so when people say the devil made me do it, that he did, because there's a devil in all of us. <laughs> and you got to decide when you want to divorce yourself from your devil. Because if you don't, the devil will eat you up. The devil that you are will eat you up. And if you, if you divorce yourself from that, the love that you are will build you up. And so that's what, that's what happened to me. I started being the love and not the hate. Well, I'm going to keep riding with Satan because I promised to drop him off in St. Louis. So we got a little ways to go. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I used to. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) But you don't uh, have to keep on. Just don't talk at end of this. You the major man's. You didn't thank the Lord. Just let that go, cause that's a nasty. I know you. I didn't think you'd be just uncombustible, motherfucker. I mean, without the ears, without the ears, without the horn, without the horns, you know, up there on your head in the morning time when you get off the airport, coming to the car, you are, ugh, man. You know, please. I, mean, I wish I'm, people I'm would stop listening to this nonsense, Jay King. When I came out to yeah. Sacramento, dude, I will tell you right off the bat, I ain't never sold a soul, and I ain't going to tell them today. But you's a cold motherfucker, you know it. And all I got to say is mustache. That's all I'm going to say to you. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. You's a cold motherfucker, motherfucker. you're an evil motherfucker. And I ain't going to say a motherfucker. He cussed the motherfucker out at the rent a car place. At the rent a car place, he cussed the motherfucker out, Reese. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I'm just saying, Jay King. 
He knows what I'm talking about. That motherfucker is a cold, evil motherfucker. When I got to Sacramento, he pulled me over to the side before the tennis match, and that nigga said something about a mustache. I ain't never repeated, but he knows who the fuck, what the fuck I'm talking about. And it was the coldest shit in the fucking world. And I looked him right in his face, and I said, dude, I ain't doing that shit. I ain't doing that shit. That nigga is cold, cold, cold. Now, I, he put a, he no, gave me was, a lot of shit. Fun. That was Rick, fucked that up. Was just- that was just being fun. Um, I used, I, you know, I, I was a plotter. I used to be a plotter. I, 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 um, I was time sensitive. I knew, I knew how to wait shit out to where, to where I would be. Um, I, I'm not even in the conversation. It's not even going to be connected with me. I wanted. I, I was a. I was the kind of person. I wanted the maximum amount of pain to be felt for the longest amount of time, if possible. I wanted you to know, and I without without ever without me ever being part of it. Right. Without me ever being part of it. Without I wanted you to to, to think to wonder. So I that was a great mastermind. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, as much as I laugh about it today, it's the thing I'm most embarrassed about me. It's the thing I'm most. As a matter of fact, it was D. Rob who really was one of the one of the motivating factors of me trying to get better. Because one day we were on an elevator together with this dude who was a music executive, and I um I cussed this dude out, told him he was a little bitch. Called him a faggot, called him a bunch of names, and said, "and uh, and you ain't gonna do shit." And I got in, and you know, and he didn't do nothing. And I got in the, um, I got in the car, took my shoes off. I had my feet on the, we had the, we had the, um, the suburban. I had my feet on the, on the counter. I was just, and I said, "Man, I was gonna fuck that dude up." And D, and D Rob is six four, two fifty, and he didn't say nothing. He didn't say nothing for about. 30 minutes, and then he said, King, I'm super disappointed in you. And I was like, what? And he said, man, if I had the words that you had, fighting would never be an option. Fighting is the lowest form of communication. Now, D-Rob is 6'4", 250 with hands. I know because I done heard the motherfucker whooping somebody on the on the on the. He had it. He recorded it because the dude was talking shit to him, and he had it as as evidence. And he wore that dude's ass out. And this dude is telling me, if I had your words, man, if I had your words, fighting would never be an option. And it was my first option. It was always my first option to to be disruptive. So when I came into a building, people would say, oh, shit, Jay King is here. And some people would leave. That's a horrible feeling. I never want that feeling again. Now when people see me, they say, oh, man, Jay King is here. I like that. Get that. That makes it. So I don't know which one of these motherfuckers is talking. But... Um, 
I'm trying to see who got the talk, who got the people talking. It, but it sounds like probably Mary chocolate Ricky. peach motherfucking ass. No, well, wasn't chocolate peach. I tried her. Actually, first. chocolate peach her. is self muted, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you need to be self muted. As big as your ass is, you need to have all kind of buttons on your ass. It wasn't you know what, nigga, go fuck either. yourself with the ass of the blender. Shut up. Why you keep coming over here at my job? Fuck with me, you big motherfucker. I ain't, never, I ain't fuck with you all motherfucking morning. Um, I came um, on when Jay asked me Jay a Marie question, said, why, were, why were you so angry, Jay? And that's a good question because that's really what it was. Because my dad, Janet Marie, I absolutely love my dad. And when my mom and my father divorced, um, my father wasn't a very, he wasn't very good. So then I, Donnell is my dad. Donnell because my stepfather. That's my dad. That's my other dad. And, and King wasn't a very good father because his mother coddled him. And so his mother allowed him to not be responsible as a father because she would take him in. And she would allow him. Hold on one second, you guys. This is funny. Hello? No. And she would allow him to um, to lay up on her and not be a good father, not be responsible. And the older you get, who's called? Who's ringing my trumpet? The older you get, as a boy, Jehovah's Witness. Let me see if it's Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> NAACP at your door, nigga. Probably, Come right? That ass. <laughs> We'd like to talk to you about some recent comments made on your Kings in the Morning program. <laughs> exactly. It's national. It's goddamn Kente. It's Kente. <laughs> and he brought the money, so now I can take him off the list, so... Um, he brought the hundred dollars that he owed. Wait, wait, it's wait, Kinte, wait. y'all. Wait, it's cool to get there, y'all. What's up, Kinte? Am I supposed to understand that this dude could not electronically give that money to you? He had to send it to you via the Pony Express. Yes. He brought. He brought the hundred dollars <laughs> he owed me. They at home, nigga. And he brought the hundred dollars he owed. I told. I told. I so said Marcus, it earlier. Yeah, I said it earlier Marcus, on the show. I said I don't have it on my cash app, man. I'm gonna come drop it by. Right. Just gonna work. Coming by your bag. So let me see. I'm gonna take PTE off of mine. So Marcus, he I'm gonna send you. He just wanted to do that on the show. He want people to know on the show that he gave a hundred dollars. Fred, did you send it to him or did you send it to me? You sent it to me, it's in your cash out along with all my yeah. other fucking money, nigga. You better bury me when I die. Uh, first of all, you ain't getting buried. I'm burning your big ass. And it's going to take four days for that shit to happen. You have to cut your shit up in four parts. That's fucked up. <laughs> we, we got to bury him. Uh, We're going to cut him up in four. It's going to take two weeks. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hello? Jay King. Jeff Trager. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, sir? Good. Uh, I got a situation you might be able to help me with. Okay. Uh, the Commodores mm-hmm. uh, have agreed, they agreed two months ago to do, to do our 
show mm-hmm. uh, on this. So anyway, um, they apparently are interested in doing um, the Sigma Stern Grove two months before. So he's coming back to us and saying, you know, uh, can we do this? And we said, no, you can't do this. And he said, uh, well, why not? He says, well, because we draw from that area. We draw from San Francisco to East Bay, East Bay and, um, you know, he said, well, um, we need to revisit the deal. I says, well, you already, you already committed. You already said yes. Um, see, what they put in their contract is a line saying that they can bail at any time for any reason. And we crossed that out and said, you know, this, this is bullshit. So we're going to pass with these guys. We don't want to lose them. We don't want to lose them. Uh, How can I help? Well, there's other groups out there that you might, you know, yeah. might suggest. Well, um, so who, were they the headliner? No. Did you go to Cool Any Game? No, but I, I, I would. Um, they said that they, they were busy. Cool Any Game? Yeah, but I would sure like to take a shot at them. That's my. That's let my me, um, let me call today. I'll call in a, after ten when I get off the air. I'll call. It's fine. Yeah. You know, Seth, is that who you deal with? Yeah. Okay, it's September 7th. September 7th, okay. Yeah, but here's the deal, Jay. I, you know, he, the last time I talked to him, he says, oh, yeah, well, they're playing around, and they want 100000 now, and I'm going, wait, 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 wait. I'll saying? talk to Seth. Let me talk to Seth. Me and Seth have a good relationship. I'll find Wonderful. out what the road is. Wonderful. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. So we sound like Jude. I, I remember when he called. Personally, yeah. you have a great re- relationship with. Uh, I, I know this thing's going to happen, guys. Because this this man got okay, power. Okay, so what was I? I was telling you guys something before Kente came. God damn it! I don't remember. What was I talking? Oh, about your dad. Today? Your dad and his relationship yeah. with his mother. Okay, so my dad, my grandmother enabled my father. My 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 um. And they were my father to be mediocre. And my father uh, was a, he, he, my father never drank or smoked or did anything until he turned 22, 23 years old. My father was a great athlete. My father could play baseball, basketball, uh, uh, run track. He was really um, talented. And, but he never spent time with me. And I had natural abilities but nobody ever trained me in it. So I, so I could play sports good around the neighborhood, but, you know, to be on a sports team, you've got to there, – there's some, some um, manners and stuff that you have to know. So I played baseball, and I, I got kicked off the baseball team because I threw a helmet and hit, hit the um, coach in the nuts, and I didn't say I was sorry until two or three days later. And by then, it's too late. And so – a lot of the anger that I had, I think, come from the fact that my father was not there. My father, who I loved, I, I, I completely, even to this day. And, I, and that's why I love my dad so much now, because I knew my dad um, was learning how to be a dad. Because his mom had coddled him for so long. And that's what happened to women with their sons today. 
they they coddle their boys so much that they make them worthless to a woman outside of them. And so boys lay up on, on women, beat up on women, uh, walk out on women. They don't have a – because they can go back to their mothers. So it's why I love my mom so much because my mom saw and I think she felt how what was building up in me and that there may come a time when me and, and Bridges would go, my dad would go to that thing because I was getting angrier and angrier. My mom let me go live with my dad. So at 14 years old, I went to live with my dad. And my dad, and me and my dad lived in my grandmother's house because by this time my grandmother's passed. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a very well-kept house as far as the, the exterior and the, the, the shape of it, but I keep it clean. Sometimes my dad don't come home. When he do come home, he's drunk. Sometimes it's... it's late at night and it's raining and it's bad and I can't find my dad and I'm calling people looking for him because my dad drinks and I don't want him to die. And so my dad gets married to a lady and now I'm even angrier because he's married to this lady who has kids and now he's living with her so now I have to go live in this other environment. And this lady don't like me. And so, you know, um, by the time I'm 17, I don't live with my dad no more. Because this motherfucker, I, I get a card from a friend of mine, a 500, Galaxy 500. I don't have license. My dad go out there and do some, pull some shit out, and the car never run again. And so I, um, I throw a brick at his ass and crack his ribs. Because I'm not fucking around. And I said, you know, and, and so... And thank God for Mama Miller. If, you, if you're from Vallejo, you know Millerville, and you know Mama Miller, she let me live at her house. That's how I was able to finish school. I lived with Mama Miller. Gave me $3 a day so I could have food for lunch. So the thing that really broke my heart is that by the time I'm at the top of who I am, Mama Miller's dead because the police, because they're doing drugs, they're selling drugs up around our house, and one day the police raid there. She ain't got nothing to do with it. Mama Miller's just a lady that works, and they, um, she's trying to take some pills for her heart. They think she's trying to take drugs. They stop her from it, and she had a heart attack and died. So I never got a chance to say, thank you, Mama Miller, and here, and let me take care of you for the rest of your life. Let me make sure that you don't need nothing. And so, you know, and then I'm in the music business where everybody laughing at me when I first start, right? When I do rumors, motherfuckers were laughing at me, making jokes about my record and shit. And, you know, nobody thinks it's going to happen. And this is a God's honest truth. And if I'm lying, God can strike me down right now. I said, you know, I was married. My, I was married and... um 
And I sold everything we owned while, while my wife was out of town. Everything. To put this rumor into record out. That's how bad I wanted it. And, and it had broke up everything for me. And I said to God, if this is not what I'm supposed to do, please take this desire out of my heart. And if this is what I'm supposed to do, please make this a hit record. Against all odds, against the business, against everything that's against me, and everything is against me except the people. I know the people ain't against me because the people are who push radio to say, fuck y'all. This is a hit record. And I'll never forget Terry Avery, I want to say KKDA, Dallas, Texas. She um, called me one day because if you got the rumors 12-inch, you'll see on the back of it 410 U Street, and you'll see a phone number. That's my apartment number. That's my phone number. She calls that number, and she says, may I speak with Jay King? I said, this is Jay King. And she says, my name is Terry Avery. Do you know who I am? I said, no, ma'am. She said, I'm the program director at KKDA in Dallas, Texas, and we're playing your record. And I said, wow, thank you. And she said, yeah, but um, you got you to gotta tell your friends to stop calling the radio station. I'm like, ma'am? She said, your friends, you guys got to stop calling the radio station. We're going to play the record, but you can't keep calling the record. You guys are knocking our phone lines down. I'm like, ma'am, I'm in, I'm in Sacramento, California. I don't. I don't have any friends in Texas. She said, well, do you have a service calling on your I said, no, ma'am. She said, so you're telling me you don't know nothing about these people calling my radio station? I said, no, ma'am. She said, if you're telling me the truth, then you got a hit record on your hands. Because every time I play your record, we get so many calls, our lines fall down. That's when I knew Rumors was going to be a hit record. And then shortly after that, Big State, which is a distributor out of Texas, ordered 200,000 12 inches from me. And then they came back a week later with 250,000. And that's how rumors started to break. But what it didn't do, as successful as it was, you would think that I would be excited. But it just made me madder. It made me matter that all you motherfuckers lined up against me to stop me. And now that this shit is happening, all you motherfuckers line up to tell me how great I am. Fuck you, motherfuckers. You bitch made. And that's where I was, right? Because with success comes ego. With success comes power. With success comes uh, the, the shit that you really are. So with the success, the shit that I really was came out. And I was an angry motherfucker that really wanted to kill somebody. Like that's where I was headed. I was headed to killing somebody. It's why I carried a gun all the time. It's why I was shooting at motherfuckers. It's why, I mean, I was doing dumb shit. I was doing dumb shit that put you in jail. I, I was, you, you hurt people because you are so fucking hurt 
yourself. And I did some shit that, that God rescued me from, and I'll never forget it. I don't talk about it because I know that I know that I should be in jail for the rest of my life. And so I'll pay it back as much as I can. No, I'm not hurting terribly. No, I used to. But that's, that's how I learned how to love myself. That's how I learned how to, you know, even people that do shit against me, I don't talk about it. You don't hear me, you know, even people that say shit that I don't, I don't worry about what people say. I don't concern myself with that. I concern myself with what I think about me. What if I um, am I, if I'm doing the right thing, if I'm following, if I'm doing, if I'm living up to what I said, told God I would, that if he got me, you get me out of this one, I promise you I will never do it again. If you get me out of this one. So, you know, um, anytime you see me do something or give something to somebody, I ain't doing shit. I'm paying my debt back. I'm being good to life because life means good to me. I mean, I'm from Del Paso Heights. I'm from uh, I'm from uh, Country Club Crest, Simonton. I'm from South Vallejo. I'm 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 from Fairview. You know I'm. I'm from Portrayal Hill. I'm from that shit. And look at me. So I, that's why I know anybody can do anything. Anybody can be anything. It, it's, the idea is to, to divorce yourself from the funky shit that you are. But most people will never divorce themselves from the funky shit because they don't only want to look at it. Because when you look at your funky shit, now you got to be responsible for it. Once I recognized my funky shit, I became responsible for it. I had to do something about it. And if I didn't, shit. If a lot of you motherfuckers walk around here with a lot of funky shit on you, and you, and you don't, you don't want to, um, you don't want to own up to it. I'm telling you right now, you own up to that funky shit, you just feel a whole lot better. You don't. That's why you don't let other people's funky shit get on you. You know. You know. You. That's why. You know. I tell you guys, I, I divorce myself from the world. I'm not married to the world like that. It's, I really enjoy my life. I, I really, you know, I know that um, I got more years behind me than I do in front of me, and I'm I'm going to enjoy them. I'm gonna give life all I got, and if if uh, and it's like when I see a young guy like Marcus, because I'm gonna tell you right now, Marcus Atwood could be super misunderstood because the motherfucker he don't have no coons at times, but it's not on purpose. When a when a motherfucker been struggling to raise himself, struggling to get, the motherfucker told you he was an alcoholic, he was in some shit. That his son was the best shit he did. So when I see a motherfucker trying to trying to nurture the best shit he did, shit, they, I'm not doing nothing for Marcus. Marcus is doing something for me. <laughs> if Marcus give me the opportunity to pay into some other shit for some funky shit I did, 
See, some of you right. motherfuckers, the reason why the shit don't ever get good for you, because you never pay for the funky shit. You never admit to it. The funky shit is what I really had to admit to. <laughs> you do some funky. You're a funky motherfucker. The punk ass. So, yeah. That's why I love my daddy so much. That's why I love him so much, because I know my dad really learned how to love himself, learned how to forgive himself. And he's such a kind man. He was always a very kind man. He was always kind to me. Just that, you know, you know, and I think my dad was disappointed in himself. I think he was disappointed in himself because he knew how talented he was. My dad could sing like Johnny Mathis. Willie Wonders, who played basketball with the Harlem Goldprotter, said, Jay King was the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my life. And, and other people tell me that. How good of a basketball player he, good, he was, how good of a baseball player he was, how he could just draw and, and paint. So my, my great-grandfather, my, my grandfather, his father, built a car from scratch. They say he could put his thumb in the ground and another one would grow out. He was just, but he was a bum who went to World War II, was, was uh, a, a, a Jeep rolled over on him. He had a broke back. He was deformed for the rest of his life. He became a hobo. But he also invented a shoe polish that was stolen from him. They gave him $50 for it. So the shit that I am, fall from a whole fall from some trees. My mama had her first baby at fifteen. Her mama kicked her out. She lived with a white family. That's how my mother learned about Jehovah's Witness. My mother never finished high school but was the smartest person I've ever met in my life because there wasn't a time that my mother wasn't reading. Never. And she knew something about everything. My mother was a survivor. So when I look at me, I know what I'm made of. So if you want to go against me, you can. But I'm a win. That, that's how I see it. I'm going to win. I'm a, my mom is a survivor. I come from survivors. My father is talented. I come from talent. My grandfather is an inventor. I come from invention. My great-grandfather is a preacher. I come from a family of preachers. This cussing motherfucker right here, and then I read one day that if you're a cussing motherfucker, you, you, you're a pretty good person. It's the motherfuckers that don't cuss that ain't shit. And if you don't believe me, you go go do some research on it. It, it wasn't exactly and, like and that. Brilliant. And you're brilliant. It's a curse, remember? <laughs> Is that right? They said, yeah, motherfucker brilliant for cursing. Todd Williams said, Jay, that is the same age my mom had her first child. My grandmother kicked her out of the house. Yeah. 
So, yeah. I don't know what made me go on that tangent, but it had to be something good. Needed to get it out. That's that well, old 62 shit. That's that old ass 62 shit. Niggas started reminiscing. Herbert, I know you love me because of how I feel you whenever I'm in your presence. I remember when Herbert was moving to um, Herbert was moving to um, Mexico because something happened where they were trying to deport him or something. And he had a house. He owned a house. Somebody was trying to get me to buy his house. Um, it, it's my pleasure, um, Sir Fisher-Lot. And I wish I would have. I wish I would have been paying attention and done it. Um, Michael Redboy Melton said, my life was fucked up. My dad smoked crack and my mom didn't want me because I looked different and she still don't love me. And, well, um, Redboy, that's where you got to love yourself. And I'm going to tell you something about motherfucking learning how to love yourself. When you learn how to love yourself, other people learn how to love you too. So when you start loving yourself, your mama going to learn how to love you. Um, Vernacle said, hey, Jay, I think I'm smarter after talking to you because I always learn new shit. Yep. And we, that, that's the, that's the, the, the idea that we learn from each other, that everybody, you get, everybody get a little learning in. Vertical ain't learned shit our, from you. That nigga's still a bowling ball. <laughs> that's know. why I say, King, <laughs> one love. There's only one love. So love yourself. Isn't it amazing to our life? And it was a, a shut the fuck up, Beckman. No, he's done. Uh, no, uh, go ahead, Beckman. What are you going to say? Isn't it amazing? What? I'll put your ass on mute out, Kendai. Go ahead, Beckman. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. He loves me, but he doesn't know it yet. Anyways, isn't it amazing that throughout life, how many people say, no, you can't, you can't, you'll never, you'll never? And it, it, to me, no, that was ammunition, ammunition to prove them wrong. John, do you know why people well, say that? It's because they, you know don't, people say they, don't believe in, they don't believe in themselves. And not just themselves. It's a world, John, that promotes that right, very right. idea. The world does. That's why you got to divorce yeah, yourself from the world. Otherwise, you're going to be married to the shit that's killing you. My name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Graham Cracker Davis, Joseph Kent, Brother Reverend Simi Braxton, Reese on the radio, um, uh, Dr. Dre with the high high top fade PTE, Big Fred, um, PTE, Mary, <laughs> I mean PTE, Big Fred, Mary Hopkins, um, uh, Chocolate Peach, uh, the White Big Pony, Charles, and the White Pony, telling you to get busy living because you don't have enough time to die. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Coming up next is the third hour of power. Uh, 515-605-9376. It's a crazy show, but it's a good show. I enjoy listening to it and chiming in from time to time. Or as I like to call it, Yusef Kente yells for an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Are you cocksuckers? Hang up now. King Network. Where that we all come together. Saturday King Network. Where that we all come together. Saturday King Network. Where the people come together. We all come together. Saturday King Network.
motherfucker still here. Chocolate Peach, you still here? Yeah. That's what I do. That motherfucker don't work here. Why are you still here? here? You know you're going to get talked about. Don't you got shit to do? <laughs> Motherfucker, fuck you. I'm not here for See? you. I know you You love Stop this dick you ain't going to get. What about you, Mary? You still out there? Whatever. Bitch, oh, my God. Want none of that motherfucking here come this motherfucking no, 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 Reese. Reese, well, won't you get your mother... Go get, go get your chains, Reese, and, and chain these motherfucking animals anymore, up. Sir. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. You know, you, when you, you did yeah. do it, though. You did, did. <laughs> what you talking about? You don't do that don't anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? You don't do that anymore. He, he said he's a chain your ass up, I man. Said, I said what I said, woman. <laughs> yeah, okay, motherfucker. You don't have a chain. No motherfucker might have. Maybe perhaps if you chain me up, we might still be together, bitch. Oh, you chain your ass up. The truth is coming out. Something here. Uh, nigga, shut your ass up, nigga, with that stupid ass laugh, nigga. Ah, let me go get on the board and put this. This nigga high, too high today. He over there giving Jay a hundred dollars. You know he high. He gave Jay two hundred dollars. Leave the motherfucking border. I'm the motherfucker on the board. Shit. No. Now, you're coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking. I was just checking, Jay. Uh, now. You wanted to reach your tongue out, did you? Don't put me on time out again, Daddy. Please perfect. don't. Reese, uh-huh. can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a serious question. How many people told Here you we you go. wouldn't? How many people told you that you would never make it in radio before um, you just fell one, in love with just just one my uncle Nicky in fact I tell that story I told it ad nauseum my uncle Nicky who looked uh, he was my I was uh, he was my hero um Nicky cuz he looked like Richard Pryor and he was just as funny uh but my uncle Nicky asked me when I was uh when I was 14 he says what do you want to do when you grow up and I guess he was asking a whole lot of us at grandma's house. And I said, I want to be on the radio. I want to be a radio host. And he said, um, the white man is not going to let you do that. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, the white man ain't wow. going to let you do that. And at the time, Ooh. I'm growing up listening to you know, 98.7 KISS FM and WBLS. Frankie Crocker was what, probably one of the biggest names in Queens at the time. We have the Mr. Magic rap attack on TV with Mr. Magic, who's a Puerto Rican, you know, doing, you know, the rap attack, the most popular hip hop show a in the country. I mean, in New York. And here's my uncle telling me the white man ain't going to let me be a radio host, which I went, okay, we'll see about that. And that's, no that sense. was all the motivation I needed. Yeah, that was, Frankie Crocker was the man. Damn sure. Yeah, he was. God, he was as smooth as hell. So Reece, you only made you it in on? radio so you can fulfill what I and said. Bob, Bob, Bob Lee, Frankie Bob Crocker Lee. said, Frankie Crocker said, if 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 if, if, if Frankie Crocker ain't on your radio, then your radio ain't on. <laughs> ain't on. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you know, not I, only that, I have think a about theory. it. Before. Before I was on the air, another radio personality who I thought was a legend and a god to me was Donnie Simpson. And, you know, these, these were guys. 
shit. Donnie, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Donnie, so Donnie was on the radio in Detroit way yeah. before he did. Uh, to de- went to DC. Yeah. Uh, check this out. Shit. Check this out, Doctor Dre. You shouldn't be talking, man. You know you like the Donnie's <laughs> green eyes, nigga. <laughs> you better shut your ass up. Yeah, but no, it was. You know, I always thought that was odd that somebody would say that, but truth be told, you know, even though I knew all of those guys were there, and again, Frankie Crocker, God, Shep Pettibone used to be on KISS FM, um, you know, Bob Lee yep. was was on WBLS, so there's a lot of dudes that I grew up with. I even got to meet Bob Lee. Uh, I, in fact, the guy who did the news over at 98.7, when I worked at Hot 97, KISS FM was right across the hall from me. So when Isaac Hayes was doing the morning show in KISS FM, Isaac Hayes is responsible for me getting on the air at all because Wait, I was Kiss telling F- him. You talking about BLS, Kiss, Kiss FM? No, no, Kiss FM and BLS no, were Kiss two FM separate black and stations. BLS is two separate stations. Yeah, 98.7 oh, okay. Kiss FM. Isaac and 105. Hayes, what was, Reese what was is talking. We don't need you button in. Shut your right? ass up. Bitch, you ahead, shut the fuck up. You get on my Go ahead, Reese. Go ahead and talk, Reese. This <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> ad lib, motherfucker. Where's your chains at, Reese? Right. Bring your chains right. back Isaac out. Hayes. Hey. Isaac hey, Hayes Reece, had done you? the morning show at Kiss FM. So mad and at the time, no pussy. at the time, oh, I was so just a writer. Refresh my memory. Kiss FM was what? 98, right? You remember, you remember the Sunday morning classic? <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. So let me just, Man, let me just yeah. tell that. the story real quick. So Isaac Hayes is, is doing the morning show. At the time, I'm working at Hot 97 for the Star and Book Wild show just as an intern. So I'm just a writer, and I'm getting news for, for them. I wasn't even on the microphone. So one day during a break, and both, for some odd reason, simultaneously both teams were at the same time. Both stations were on a break. And everybody would come out the studio to talk or to, you know, jibber-jabber off the air while the commercials were running. So at this time, Isaac Hayes is outside, and I'm out answering phones. And Isaac Hayes comes out, and I'm not a fanboy, but at the time, he was on South Park. And I started asking him about some of the stuff that he did on South Park, which, ironically, he didn't remember some of the stuff that he did that are famous now. You know, like Salty Balls, he didn't remember any of that stuff. So I, start, hilarious. I start telling him stories just about my life and the people that I met and people he knows, and he's laughing his ass off. At the time, Miss Jones and Star are in the studio, and they hear me making Isaac Hayes laugh. Later on in the show, Star says, Reese, come inside. So I'm like, oh, you know, I thought I was in trouble. So he was like, you know, come, come, come here. He was like, sit down. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. He never asked me to sit down at the table. He grabs the microphone and he swings it in front of me, and he immediately starts – when we go back on the air at the top of the hour, he introduces me on the air as Crossover Negro Reese. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? And it was literally because he heard me telling stories and making Isaac Hayes laugh that he thought that I was a commodity, and he immediately put me on the air because of that. Mind you, Tracy Clority, the program director at Hot 97 – protested me being on the air every day he put me on the air because I would just tell jokes. So she, when I was only making, guys, you don't, you don't know this. As a writer, I was only making $125 a week. And I was getting paid every what, two weeks. He yeah. said you were crossover right. Negro Reese. Crossover Negro Reese, that's who you were? Yeah, that was my nickname. Crossover Negro That's how I got the nickname because I was a black conservative. And yeah, guys yeah. like, like uh, what do you call it, uh, 
Brian Gumble and Al Roker were for considered crossover Negroes, crossover Negroes that wow. were accepted by white by white communities. So that's how the crossover Negro thing came. So I was crossover Negro. So was, Al, was Al Roker a conservative? No, Al Roker was no. just a, he was a white accepted black man, right? So it's like okay. sort of like not he's a non-threatening white man. So instead of calling yeah, him, him white, Brian, non-threatening white like man, Snar came up with the term new. crossover Negro. He's yeah. the one that called you crossover Negro? Yeah, that was how the term started. Crossover <laughs> Negro started because of black men who can hang out in white circles. That's a, He's crossing over to the mainstream. I know what the That's fuck how that it means, Reese. I get it. It was funny, motherfucker. Yeah, I know you keep, you right, keep right. laughing about it because it's not you that said, funny. So, Reese, did you breathe it in this funny than a motherfucker? Did you go right into it? So, no, I mean, I was already – remember, before I ever got working at the station, what happened was during the 2000 election, I was a caller to the show, a regular caller on the air. Okay. Um, and I would talk about the recount. So Star and them didn't do politics, so I would call in, and Star would say, you know, hey, oh, uh, this is – he said, oh, he said, Reese is on the line. Reese, you covering the, the, the recount? And I'm like, he says, what's going on now? So I would be an unpaid – Un, non-cast member giving a, a breakdown of what gotcha. was going on in the gotcha. recount. Okay, I, so get it. I get it. when it happened that I ended up in the station was I sent three fake articles. I created a newspaper article about one of the news guys on the show came DX21. And it were fictional stories about him being uh, creating havoc around the city. But it looked like real newspaper articles. But the one thing that I did was instead of putting DX's picture as the as the DX21, I put Star's picture on there, and I would fax them over. And the first one I faxed over, the last hour of the show, Miss Jones read them on, read it on the. So I didn't say anything. I just sent another one the next day. She read the second one on the air. The third one, I sent that. Mind you, I never added my name, never left my number. Didn't even say, "Hey, this is Reed." So you know, I love the show. Nothing. I just sent the articles like they were true articles, and they read them. So I had to show some respect, so I said, let me give them a call and say thank you, because they didn't have to read them. They chose to. So I called, and I paid my respect, and I just want to say, hey, love you guys. Thank you for a great show. I love listening to you every day. I get on the air, and Ms. Jones picks up, and she goes, you know, Hot 97. I was like, hey, Ms. Jones, how are you? This is Reese. I just want to say thank you for reading my stuff on the air. It was unsolicited, but I, I'm glad you guys liked it. Star says, yo, is that him? And she's like, yeah, that's the guy who wrote it. She goes, give me the phone. He calls me up and he says, hey, what are you doing on Monday? And I said, well, I'm working. He goes, can you take some time off and come to the station? I'm thinking, oh, I, I get to meet the show? Cool, I'd love to. So I come down there and I, 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 the next Monday and I go and hang out with them. And Star says, how would you like to be a writer on the show? And I went, oh, okay. I said, I have a regular job. He goes, look, come in really early at 4 o'clock and you can go to your job regularly. I was working 9 to 5. That show's on at 6 a.m. So I did, came in, wrote some commercials for the show, and then went to my regular job. Uh, couldn't have lasted three months, and Star says, look, dude, um, we need you to stay longer. I'm like, well, I have a regular was that, job. Was He's that like, regular job you had at the supermarket? No, the regular job I had, I was working on, on Park Avenue and 51st Street. I was, making 70, was I was making $70,000 a year. I was a project manager on, on Fifth Avenue. Oh, Ave. okay. I mean, part that. Mary, Mary, I wasn't being mean. I thought that he was working at a No, it was a, it was a real – Yeah, Mary, shut your ass up. God damn it. Go ahead, Reese. 
So you shut the said, fuck up, bitch. He said, I need you to stay. <laughs> he said, I need you to stay until 12 noon, two hours after the show, because we have post-production to do. And plus, we have to meet with the program director after every show to, you know, to come up with what's name, look at numbers and stuff like that. And, like, we really want you to be a part of the show. Uh, you know, we just can't have you here half, you know, part time. And I was like, you know, I'm only making a little bit of money. So the girl I was dating at the time was Laura. I was living in an apartment that her boss, the owner of Warlock Records, rented to us for cheap. Um, I said to her, I said, if I take this job, I'm taking a $70,000 pay cut and making two fifty every two weeks. And she says, you finally get to work in radio 15 years after your dream. Take it. You're talking so about Adam Levy? Adam Levy, that's right. Her boss, that, she, was his, she was his personal assistant. Um, I knew him. Yeah, I, I know him well. Uh, still do to Stop this day. Stop lying, Dre. You lie about um, everything. Go ahead. Well, Jeff. he knew the his name. He knew up, his man. name. And Marv Levy was his dad, who's responsible for Why Do Fools yeah. Fall in Love? He's in the movie. Yep. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, I, Laura says, okay, take, you know, do the job, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, I, start, I quit my job. I stayed there ever since. I worked there until we walked off the air in 2003. Um, I got a regular job. I got a regular job after that, and then I got my first paycheck. Ironically, this is how crazy it was. So we got my first. I got my first real radio job on April first of two thousand and four in Hartford, Connecticut, which ironically I'm at now, fourteen years later, um, <laughs> in Hartford, Connecticut, on Power One Hundred Four, and my first Clear Channel paycheck was for seventy thousand dollars. The same wow. amount of money that I got paid when I, before I left that job. Did you say that was 2004? Yeah, sorry. 2004 was more than 12, 14 years ago. I'm sorry. 2008 was the last time I did Way more than 14 years ago. Yeah, so yeah, we're talking 20 like years 20. ago. Sorry. Let Reese have his own shine. He don't need you in his shine. Go ahead, Reese. 20 years and ago. This was, and April obviously 1st. this was before you met Mary? Uh, no, Hell yeah! Everything was before Mary. No, 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 no. I don't he started know. falling downhill when he got with that bitch. No, I've, I had already known Mary. I had already known Mary by then. So I was oh, okay. again. I went to Hartford, Connecticut. By the time I got to Hartford, Connecticut, which was beautiful, um, because that was when we got syndicated. We were in six cities by the time we got back to New York. Uh, I was in Augusta, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so we yeah we were we were starting to grow. We were going to be with Premier Networks, and by 2005 I had had enough. Um, I had gotten a birthday party that was thrown for me uh, by my little brother Briggs and his um, uh, and his and another friend of mine Robert. Uh, they threw a birthday party for me and they got Corey Feldman to host it. And Corey Feldman was hosting my my birthday party, and Star had a fucking cool. Star had a shit fit because he wasn't invited. Hey, didn't, so know Howard the Stern, where didn't Howard Stern like start in Hartford? Did the part where Ebro was your boss? <laughs> Ebro, Ebro was Ebro, Ebro was never my direct boss. Actually, Barry Mayo was my boss. Mm-hmm. I like I like when did, you say direct. My, Barry, Mayo like, my, Barry Mayo is the reason why we left in two thousand and three, and we used to call Howard him. Did Howard Stern Benjamin. start in Hartford? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know his backstory that well. I know. I know. I know Russ Limbaugh's backstory. <laughs> Kate Gerardo. There's a movie Jim about Sacramento. Howard Stone. You can go watch and figure it out, though. Yeah. Shut uh, up. This is to the men talking. Go ahead, Reese. So and it yeah, was so, ironic that it was on April Fools. 
So the interesting thought, the part that makes me laugh is when I worked at Power 104, um, you know, we're competing as a new radio show in Hartford, Connecticut, and we're like, you know, we're like black shock jocks to some degree, right? And we're kind of going after the establishment, the black establishment, as it were. So we're creating a lot of freaking hay in Hartford, Connecticut, and this is before the syndication. So there's an event happening right next door where today there's a convention center in the spot where there used to be like this little pier. And we went down there and all the radio stations were there representing themselves. So Clear Channel and Cumulus and all of them are there. And there's this one station that I'd never heard of sitting there. And I went to go sit and I was like, oh, this is the news station. And of course, I was obsessed with the news stations. So I walk up there and, and there it is. And I look at them and I go, oh, you guys are the tick. And the guy goes, yeah, we hate it when you call us that. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no doubt, it was it was WTIC, the station I would work for. <laughs> Twenty <Wow>. years later, <laughs> corny, interesting. Yeah. Hey, can I ask I a love question it. of everybody? No, because nigga, you no. tired of your questions, no, nigga? You this nigga running off for an hour. Shut What's up, John. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You are. I want to hear what he had to say. What you? What's your question? You loud mouth motherfucker. Shut up. Reese, come up with another story. Shut this uh, chain ass bitch up you used to chain up. Not Ali. Come on, Reese. King Network. Reese, let me ask you a question. How old yeah. were you when you first got your first piece of pussy? <laughs> I'm never telling that story. <laughs> that story is way too embarrassing. Wow. <laughs> Actually, Beckman, my question was something else, Reese. Come on, Reese. Come on with something, my... man. Shut the chain your ex-wife up. Well, Go ahead, Reese. I'm not doing all of that. Anyway, um, yeah, but Actually, that's I, I, my favorite I part haven't... of. Okay, okay, John Beckman, I'm sorry. What was your question? I was going to say my question is a good question because remember how Jay was saying how everybody went against them for rumors? Oh, that sucks. And, you know, I've had many experiences where you say, oh, you're never going to do it. Has anybody – I wish everybody could explain one situation in their life where people say, oh, you can't do it. It's impossible you can't do it, where actually you've done it because you kind of went against the people that were against you, the naysayers. So it'd be interesting to hear if everybody has a story about what they accomplished when people said they couldn't accomplish it. Yeah, pretty much every motherfucking thing I've ever done, somebody told me I couldn't do it, and I proved them wrong. So I quit telling motherfucking shit. I just stopped doing it. <coughs> Mary, what about you? Have you been able to do something <laughs> somebody said you couldn't do? Mary? Uh, I went on to I went on to college. Uh, I was told I would never do that. Okay, that's good. Did you graduate or just attend college? No, I did. I did not graduate, but I attended. Okay, well at least you attended. That's a I good didn't thing. Finish. Yeah, I did. I only did a couple of years myself, so it's not too bad. Yeah, hey, I only graduated is. junior college. I didn't graduate four year college, so. That's okay. <laughs> now, I remember my case scenario was, was when I was working at the Palms Hotel, 
We had this whale in Las Vegas. Fucker, you didn't told us about this shit. No, no, I didn't tell, tell you again. this story. Oh, I didn't tell you this story, fuck. Yusef. All right, oh, never mind, man. Just go ahead and finish. Go ahead, Yusef. You tell us something enlightening about Babylon instead. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 let's not. Okay, I'll tell you another story then. Um, no, so, you're out of turn. You're out of turn. You had your turn. Shut your ass up. up. We're going to the, the next person. Network. You ain't That's running shit. You said your turn. You had your Jay turn. King. You had your motherfucking turn. Nigga, shut up. Jay King ain't don't want to hear your mouth. Shut up. Goddamn. Blitz you had your point. turn. He asked your big old ass, and you said what you said. Go ahead, uh, Kente. Go ahead, Kente. Oh, I, was, I, I didn't even know I was involved in that. Well, come on and get involved, nigga. <laughs> Shut this motherfucker up over here. God I damn. Yeah, I was checking it out. You know, I got some of this good ass out, shit man. over here, man. I got some of this good shit, man. This shit get in my ass skunk shit, man. Send me some of that shit, Kente. Send that big motherfucker nothing. She be obese again. Don't send her no weed. You know what I mean? This shit got to go, man. This shit got to be, man. I just sit back I'm going to pull your motherfucking teeth out. Can I tell you what Dave's going to do? Shit, you ain't going to do a motherfucking thing. Can I tell you a I Dave Chappelle gonna... story that happened at the network? Well, hold on, wait, John, yeah. I'm asking the question. Go ahead, John. I was going to ask Ali, if you're inclined, you don't have to answer, but what have you been able to do that everybody says you couldn't do? Well, motherfucker said I couldn't beat Mary's ass, and when I see her, I'm going to whoop her ass. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Crazy motherfucker. Yeah, okay. You ain't going to do shit. You ain't going to do shit. Go ahead, Reed. Tell us your story, Reed. Go on, go on, old man. Go take your pills, nigga. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. So, um, Chappelle is about to do his first uh, big Madison Square Garden event. Uh, which I did attend, uh, and that was a big deal. Um, even though you have done like you know he he had done movies, of Give course. Us he was in Give us the year, Reese. Give us uh, the 2000 year. Two thousand and two. Um, and I'm almost certain if it wasn't, yeah, it had to be in two thousand two because Miss Jones was still with us. She hadn't left yet. Um, so it had to be two thousand two, two thousand three. Nonetheless. He's coming in to promote the Madison Square Garden gig, and he's also got some gigs at Caroline's on Broadway, another place that I actually did work. Um, anyway, so he's coming in to do, the, uh, to do the, the radio gig to promote said show. And um, so he's coming in, and I'm doing my regular thing. At this time, I'm not an on-air personality, right? I'm not even doing this before the Isaac Hayes incident even takes place. So I'm just doing things, you know. Oh, sorry, I was on my ear. I apologize. But I'm just doing my Oh, my thing, God, motherfucker. Anyway. How many times are you going to be sorry in your story? So we, I'm handing out plant pamphlets in the whole nine yards, and it's about 7 o'clock, and the guest is about to come on. Dave is supposed to be on at 8 o'clock. So Dave starts walking down the hallway, and I don't say anything. I'm just doing whatever. And as he comes up the hallway, the window inside the studio is right there in the place that he has to pass by. 
So I'm just doing my thing. I go to the fax machine to check if there's any faxes that's in route to where Dave is coming down the hallway. He comes across, and he looks at me right in the place, and he goes, yo, Reese. And he comes over, and he gives me a big, giant hug, right? And it's right in the window with the host, Miss Jones, and all of them, and the producers, everybody in the room. So he gives me this big hug. What's up? Blah, blah, blah. We're talking. I ask him a few questions uh, because, again, we have a personal relationship. I don't say anything. So I just give him a hug, and he keeps walking in. So the whole time when he, I send him to the green room, the whole office is looking at me as I walk in, and everybody goes, you didn't tell us you knew Dave. I'm like, oh, that, was I supposed to? And they were like, yeah, you, you're supposed to usually tell us stuff like that. I'm like, why? I had to explain to them, how did I know Dave Chappelle? It's real simple. Does anybody know who Charlie Barnett is? Not a fan. I guess not. There was an old movie that Mr. T was in called DC Cab. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. I remember that. Charlie Barnett was the comic relief in that film. Charlie Barnett was a huge comedic star. He was in several Miami Vice episodes. He was a recurring uh, character and a snitch on Miami Vice. And Charlie Barnett was one of the biggest comedians back in that day. When Charlie Barnett fell on hard times, when he got kicked out of Hollywood because of his drug addiction, he would come into Washington Square Park all the time. And I knew Charlie well, and Dave knew Charlie well, and that's how we met. And Dave used to come you know in from in that D- movie, man? That was unknown. That? Bill Maher was in that movie. That's correct. A lot of comics yeah. got their start in that film. So yeah. When when Charlie Barnett got really sick, Dave would wheel him into – in the wheelchair, wheel him into Washington Square Park where Charlie and I met. And Charlie and I would go in there, and we would shoot shit all the time. One time, Charlie Barnett and I got into a dozens competition in front of an audience for money because he was a street performer. And he kept saying that he could do dozens better than I could. And I said, no, you can't. Now, Charlie Barnett, again – is the king of Washington Square Park. So we get there and we start telling jokes on one another. Mary's heard this story a thousand times. Anyway, so we start going back and forth and he says this, com- this joke where it involves calling me a motherfucker. And he says, oh, about you stupid motherfucker. And I turned around, looked at him and I said, don't call me a motherfucker until you find my sneakers under your mother's bed. And he says, yo, you say you Damn. fucked my mother? And I said, yeah, I fucked your mother. He goes, yeah, but you didn't know my mother was a drag queen. And I looked him right in his face and I said, that's because I used to drag our ass through Queens. <laughs> he conceded. He could have. He could have. He could have gone on, but he conceded. The crowd, the crowd goes nuts. He concedes. He comes over. He gives me a huge pound, and then our friendship is forged. And then Dave Chappelle and I become friends, and that's how we became friends. Dave Chappelle was doing street performing. Uh, way before, you know, while he was still yeah, doing was. comedy clubs, he was in the streets doing performance. That's how we met. And so when Dave shows up, like everybody's, when Dave comes in, it was like, how do you know this guy? And Dave tells the story. And that did not serve me any favors on Hot 97 that I knew somebody as big as him. He had already had half baked out and I, I knew him and I never said a word. But that was also the reason why I said I'm not a name dropper in that sense. Like the people that I know, people rarely find out that I know them because I keep it to myself. Well, at least you're not considered a liar for knowing some damn body. <laughs> hey, Reese, <laughs> why, you why did you just you felt open today, Reese? No, I mean it's a, it's right now. To be honest with you, it's a what 21 year old story. I can tell it now. Hey, Reese, so are you, you and Dave open. still acquaintances today? 
It's funny because when he did the Chappelle show, I went to the premiere of episode one, and I never tell this story because I'll never tell which one it is. He actually wrote a skit based upon an experience with him and I, and it's on the Chappelle show, but I'll never tell which one it was. Yeah, but are you still acquaintances with him today, or you guys lost touch with each other? I'll never say. Okay. (laughs) Good for you, Reed. Whatever whatever it was, it's definitely comparable to Clarence Bixby. Actually, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. In uh, fact, another famous famous radio host is in the bit. (laughs) Is in the bit. Well, in my opinion, in my opinion... That's your opinion, you know, but it's not fact. Fit, I know, that's, and that's what I said, in my opinion. You fit Clarence Clayton Bigsby was the first episode. Clayton Bigsby. It was the first episode, which I had nothing to do with. By the way, the player haters ball, star from Starbuck Wild, is in that skit, and I was at that, at that taping in New Jersey. Uh, if, if you watch the Pell Show, the player haters ball with Ice-T and Patrice O'Neal, um, uh, what's uh, what, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Darnell Rollins and the white guy who's in the pimp uh, suit is a very good friend of mine. Um, gosh, why am I forgetting his name now? Uh, <laughs> a good friend of my name. Well, we're Lisa Lampanelli. about how it's reminiscent of you being Clayton Bixby. No matter what, the bit the has fuck nothing to do with racism. The bit has nothing to do with race. Well, this has nothing to do with race. And the bit. And and the bit was inspired when I saw when Dave and I spoke at um what's name at Caroline's on Broadway, and he actually did the bit and he thanked me for it. Oh, okay. Now I don't know who Clayton Bixby is. Is he a comedian? Clayton Bixby yeah, is a real. character that he plays in the first episode of of Chappelle's show about a black white supremacist who's blind, so he doesn't know that he's black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you, you see the light now? I, I always oh see the light, you Seth. Don't oh. go into the light. Just so you know, yeah, by the way, light, to show you that I'm not, I, I wouldn't be a Clayton <laughs> Bigsby, because Clayton Bigsby divorces his wife at the end of that bid because she's a nigger lover. Remember? Right. Well, so if it was me, if it was me, if it was me, I'd have stayed married well, to her. <laughs> no cowboy. No, it seems like the woman that uh-huh. you divorced uh-huh. now is doing completely the same thing that the end of that Hold show on, is guys. on display. Uh, Kente. Kente. Not after ten years, Reece Jay. Just, wasn't blind for any Reece of them. just revealed something. Yeah. He, he divorced Mary because she's a nigger lover. She was she was that beforehand, and I've never been blind. <laughs> Oh yeah, you see that was a metaphor. No, see, dude, that's how he tried to save you. See, you don't see the and genius failed. of Dave Chappelle. What Dave Chappelle did? Let me ask you this: was, Yusef, he made a name another name without he made a character listen, about without, you and did, and you didn't get paid for it without mentioning him. Charlie Murphy's true oh, Hollywood story. Man, name I'm another bit. You what took place, name another man. bit I on really Chappelle's show. Genius. Dave Chappelle's a genius, man. Name another bit other than Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories from the Chappelle Show. Name another. Oh, well, you just named the pimp. You just named the pimp. I'm, I'm, 
Just um, hit. I'm so, sure Jay, I didn't ask you. No. I didn't ask you, Jay. Yeah, I want to no, hit. No, motherfucker, but you, but you, you just said the pimp ball. Yeah, a lot. What about the they play play a lot. No, no, I'm asking you, yeah. Sir Kente, name another. Oh, my Name another please. Dave Chappelle bit <laughs> other than Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories. The name another. Family, the, the nigger, the I nigger not, family. I, I, all right, J.K., <laughs> I didn't suggest that you didn't know. Stop saving him, Jesus. Take the cape off. The Robert Wayne Brady. The Robert Wayne Brady. What's that? Hey, what's that what, anybody know what that to, bit's called? Bit? What's that bit called? What's the Wayne Brady bit called? Does Wayne Brady need to slap a bitch? No, it's called, it's called Black Actors. The bit's called Black Actors. Reese, let That's me ask you another right. question, if I you can. You just said it's not about race. No, the bit that I'm that I inspired is not about race. It isn't. Well, you just said it's no. black actors, right? So Reese, black so actors, Reece, the Wayne Brady say, bit. So hold on, hold on. Are oh you trying to God, say that dude. you're trying I'm not to say trying. That you took a bit? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying. Okay. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying. I'm saying. Oh. No. Yeah. He thanked me personally. Uh. Okay. Let me let me do something. Let me do something real quick. He should have thanked you with the money. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Which means, again, means nothing. I know it's coming. I hope you don't think that because you don't. Okay, let me ask you a question, Reed. Reed, can you? So, 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 if I get Dave on the phone, right? Hurry up. Hurry up. If I get Dave, so I'm saying from doing doing one of our shows. Hurry up. Doing one of our shows. Okay. Hurry up. Don't wait. Hurry up. So, Uh, Jay, do you know Dave Chappelle too? I don't know Dave Chappelle. I know Bill Lee. Bill Lee is my friend. I love Dave Chappelle, by the way. He's my favorite comedian. Um, I think he's he is. This, well. I think he's this. I think he's this generation. And you always um, there, fire. Yeah. Uh, but but look, I think I he's this. I, I think he's this. Hold on. Let me let me say this though. But Bill Lee and I are really good friends. Bill Lee grew up with me here. Bill Lee um, manages. Um, Lunell and um, Cat Cat um, Cat Williams Cat Williams, and so he's always around Dave and, and those guys. Uh-huh. They all hang out with each other, and so I'm going to call I'm going to call Bill Lee today. I'm going to tell him because he was going to introduce me to Dave at this event coming up, and I'm going to tell him that I would like to have Dave come on the show because Reese said that he took. That one of his bits came from him. Yep. That and Dave personally thanked yep. him, and and then I'm gonna have Dave see if he can recall it. And okay. Jay, get now Ebro, yeah. get Ebro too to come on the show, Jay. Get Ebro to come on the show and, and tell and let so Reese can say all the shit that he talks about. Shit. Not a problem, Ebro. Listen, save the audio, Ebro. Yeah. Save so, the audio. Oh, I can call. Yeah, I can call, I can call Ebro. Yeah, there you go. Call, call Ebro. 
Reese, 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 Call Ebro. I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm dying for that. I have a question for Reese and Jay, if I may. Jay, so, so you're saying that you, you uh, took part in, or that skit is yours, that skit on in, on Dave Chappelle's show, that came from you. Yes, I inspired you. I haven't even told you what the skit was. What skit do you think it is? Well, you started the the one you were speaking of was Make some, sure that you know what you're talking about before you speak. Well, what did I say in the beginning? You, what did I say in the beginning? I said I inspired a bit that I've never told anybody that I inspired and I'll never tell it today. But if you want to get Dave on, I'll reveal if Dave comes on the show, I'll reveal the bit and I bet you he'll confirm it. Just get him on okay. the show. I well, you got us here trying to name off all this all the skits that just get him on the show. He, That's all. he was okay. the one with the handicap. The talking, listen, bullshitter show. alert, and the talking is done. Just get him on the yeah, show. Here's, Here, here's my question for Reese and Jay, if I may. Now, no. Jay, you know, Jay, you know a lot of people. Reese, you know, whether you're still in touch with Dave Chappelle or not, that's irrelevant. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion on something. So, Dave said he talked about the handicap now. That's what he said. So, <laughs> so one day I got to spend about two or three hours with George Carlin at his house. A friend brought me up there to introduce me to him. She was a close friend to his wife. And I was hanging out with George Carlin. And uh, we were in his garage, and he was doing something. He had the New York Giants football game on on a little TV. And he was kind of like a shy guy. Let me finish, right, you guys. Never God damn. Ne- no, go never ahead. Never mind. Finish, John. Don't be a little bitch. Okay. All right. So my, <laughs> my 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 question to you guys is, I found George Carlin to be kind of like a shy, uh, introverted type person. Now, the comedians that you guys know, do you find them to be similar in that regard versus what you see on TV or on their in the performances? Well, some of them are really yes. serious. Some of them are um, very pained uh, and cynical. Some of them are a lot like their personality. If you meet Lunell, so Lunell, for instance, who I love with my my girl, she um she came to see Club Nouveau and Howard Hewitt one day, and um in Redondo Beach. And she called me after the next day, and she said, J. King, you're a bad motherfucker. I knew you was cute, but I didn't know you was a bad motherfucker like that on the stage. But why in the fuck is Howard Hewitt putting the microphone out to the motherfucking audience telling us the motherfucking scene? If we wanted to sing, we'd be the motherfuckers on stage. Get him on the phone right now. <laughs> so I call Howard. <laughs> and he get on the phone. And she said, Howard, Jay King and Lunell. Hey, what happened? Why in the fuck <laughs> are you asking me to sing at your concert? You motherfucker. <laughs> Club Nouveau saying, why are you putting 
So she's like that. Right? So she was putting the okay. She's like she's like that all the time. But if I look at so Keenan Wayans is very reserved. Very low key. Um you know, doesn't talk a lot. Uh, more euphoria than anything. Like he, everything is like inside his head. He's right. thinking all the time inside his head. Um, so if he's out at an event, he's going to be kind of low key. Robert Townsend right. is a lot louder. You know, likes being seen. So they're all different. But the one thing about comedians, real great comedians, is they're all pretty smart. They're all pretty intellectual. And they that know a lot of things about a lot of things. No, I agree with what you and said I, because when I met Mr. Carlin at that time, I was, you know, I was an outsider looking in. I used to see him on TV, and so I was kind of expecting that kind of disposition from him, you know, because that's what I was used yeah. to. But when I met they're him, very he was private. very... They're very private and thoughtful people as well. And when I say thoughtful, not in the sense that, like, charitable in that way, but, like, they're always assessing things because that's yeah, the crowd. Yeah, I, I got that impression not, he was, like, absorbing. When not I say absorbing, not, a thoughtful, not all say, of them. thoughtful in not the all sense of, of good comedians. Not, good comedians are no, thoughtful saying, in the no, sense no, of Sam they observe Kinison, Sam Kinison was turmoil. From the day I met him, okay, he was a turmoil <laughs> man. Notwithstanding, <laughs> Sam Kinison. <laughs> um, I mean, but but Sam Sam Kinison was brilliant. Come from a a, a family, a, a father was a preacher. Somebody in his family was a minister. Um, he was cynical about he was cynical about church because of his upbringing. He was not a very happy person. Um, you know, um, um, Steve Steve Harvey was arrogant from the day I met him, a nasty disposition from the day I met him. So Bernie Mac, as nasty as as Steve was, Bernie Mac was authentic, fun and funny and cool. He didn't I take hate himself seriously. I wonder, wonderful. He dude. was in our studio wonderful once, dude. and I never really got to talk to him. I talked he to Cat Williams Robert and Earthquake. I'll tell you, two, two people, two comedians that I really loved talking to was Rob Schneider and John Leguizamo. Both of them were great conversationalists. Great. I love talking to them. Right. You know, one day when I was when I first came to Vegas, I was a pit clerk wearing a little bow tie and a little vest. I was the pit clerk that printed markers and did player ratings. And all of a sudden, at a table next to me sat a guy, and I looked at him, and he had big glasses on, and I said, that, God damn, that guy looks familiar to me. Hey, Jay, and then I, is Jay still there? Yeah. Mario Van Peebles. I'm here. Mario Van uh, Peebles. Damn, Reese, you just jumped right on top of what Beckman was saying. He was, oh, I thought he was whole, done. I'm sorry. Total, yeah, no, no he you didn't think he was done. Yeah, I did. That's what you do. I thought he was done. Sorry. That's exactly no, he ahead, did. Man, what about Mario? What, 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 what about Mario? What, what I was going to say was, <laughs> say was, I was looking at this guy, 
and uh, the, the the pit boss or whatever gave me a player rating to put in the computer, and they have the player's name on it. And the name that I was putting in was Andrew Silverstein. Do you guys know who Andrew Silverstein is? Mm-hmm. Andrew Dice Clay? No. You're Thank right. You. It, was An- it was Andrew Dice Clay. And I said, boy, that's why that guy looked familiar to me. But I, I looked at him. He looked at me. We nodded like just hello. You know, he, and he, was, he was very nice. He was totally opposite of what the Andrew Dice Clay was you would ever see on stage. So it's almost like, yeah, this, all these guys put on an act, obviously. Well, you know what, John, because, John, why wouldn't they? They're not a comedian doesn't mean you walk around just making jokes out there. It's just your job. I, like, I, Jay, you know, Jay, I realize like you that are, now, but at, it, at, as, but at as, the time, but, I didn't know. But, John, how could you not know? You know, you were, you were a casino host. But you weren't you weren't in grocery stores saying, "Well, okay, let's see what we got here." Uh, right, no, 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 <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay. This was before I was at the casino. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And you anyway, well, you didn't. You know, you were you was a football player, but you wasn't running up and down the aisle trying to catch balls. No, no, no. Anyway. <laughs> Mario Van Peoples, J. King, I was asking. Um, <laughs> do, 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 you, do you converse with him often oh, enough? Oh, boy. Reese, you got the phlegm on my throat. You get the phlegm on my throat. You, you do. You can bring that shit out. Well, listen, listen, listen. As long as you keep sucking, it'll clear up. <laughs> anyway, we used to have stopped talking. I'm too quick for this shit. Um, <laughs> J. King, Mario Van Peoples, do you have any connections with him? I mean, I met Mario a few times. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, we've talked a few times. He's another yeah, guy. I mean, there were, he, I don't know. If, are you familiar with Benjamin Bratt, by the way? Yes. Yes. Okay. The, the those two guys, those two guys, mm-hmm. I will honestly say, deserve every ounce of accolades they could ever get. Mario Van Peoples, if you want to talk movies with him, he won't stop. His publicist had to pull him away <laughs> when we got into a conversation about movies. And Benjamin Bratt is the same way. Those people were like, well, you, that's, the, that's their passion. If you want to talk movies and movie making with them, well, you know they'll why? sit there all day. You know why, don't you? They're both directors. You know who is, and they love the no, art. Do you know who is, no, do you know who his daddy is? Oh, of course. I, of, right. Dude, come on. Right. <laughs> of course. So, so, so he came from it. He was, you know. I know, but I'm saying that, right. that, was, what, that was an experience that I had with it. him when I was a nobody, yeah. and I started talking him about nobody, working really. on Posse, working about? on the film Posse, <laughs> and back in the days when he did the movie rapping, who and he sat there and was talking are, to me. Really? I wasn't, I wasn't, excuse me, I thought you were clearing out Sim. I thought you were clearing out Slim. Keep sucking. Um, hey, you said, we're all nobodies. We all know that. Yeah, but I started a conversation with him about filmmaking and about his dad, and he literally his publicist had to go, uh, Mario, we have to go. <laughs> he kept saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was such a good guy. I love talking to him. You so corny. You corny. Yeah, yeah. Again, keep sucking. Keep sucking. It still sounds like you got a little phlegm. 
Still sounds like the only thing is your cornyism <laughs> comes out through uh, still got a little bit of flat. Your brother still got a flat. What? Yeah, so you're, what's wrong you're, with being goofy, Yousef? What's wrong with being I'm not, corny? I'm not. I'm not worried about him. Anyway, well, I gotta well, go. I gotta finish up this, this invoice. I'm finishing up this invoice, and the boys are on a job all the way out in Virginia, so I gotta take, keep close eye on that. Plus, I gotta get this audio up. Jay King, please get in touch with Bill Lee. I can finally. Because if I'm lucky, I'll finally reveal what the bit is on Chappelle's show. So I'm hoping that you, you actually get that done. Yeah, what a cliffhanger. That would be a I'll great show. That would be great. That'd be a fantastic show because then I can ask a whole bunch of questions. A whole bunch, a whole bunch, a whole bunch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you, Seth, can I ask you a question since you like to talk? No, no, no. It's the same. No, man, no. Well, I, I figured since you never shut the fuck up, perhaps you'd like to answer a question. No, man. Don't ask me no questions. Well, here's a statement. I know you love me, but you don't know it yet. That's a statement. That's not a question. All right. Well, that's a cliffhanger. Is that a cliffhanger? Let me tell you something. Because I labeled it a cliffhanger. Is it a cliffhanger? Is something that's going to come to fruition later or something? Someday it's not going to make you the money. <laughs> You're on your chop. You're on the edge of your chop today. Well, I, I, did I... All right, I love you. I get that over now. I love you. Thank you. Right, there we go. Thank you. There we go. I say, I can say that to you anytime. What does that mean? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the first time you said it, you cocksucker. Well, no, it's not the first time I said it. You wanted me to say it now. You wanted me to hold something against, looking forward to some shit, you know. Whenever I fuck with you, I fuck with you. That's how I feel right now. Whenever I fuck with yeah. you at that moment, that's what's more important. That's what's beautiful. <laughs> that shit funny. You can see the humor out of every moment. I see the hu- I see the you know I see humor in you as well. It's humor. That's how you make right. it through. So, again, since you like to talk, let me ask you a question so you can talk. All right. All right, Name man. one thing that people said that you could never do. In your life, but you couldn't oh, do it on that. Yeah, what the no, fuck are you? You want because all right, so you want to say that? See, you's a motherfucker. You know, you could have asked many a thing. Not a motherfucker. That's like, a good like question. No, it's a it's a it's a question that you repeated earlier. That's, yeah, but I that's what got it an is. So everybody. well, well, I and because everybody. of that, so I know you were talking to me. But first, someone said, oh, you're still on that. So that's a verification on where I'm coming from. See, because uh, this is the frequency. We're on the frequency of right now. This is what's funny about right now. You didn't, yeah, you didn't get the answer then, but you want to get the answer right answer now. now. You know, but what I'm, the fuck, motherfucker? But I'm handicapped. No, oh, you have to motherfucker. No, motherfucker. You know why? You know why, motherfucker? Why, motherfucker? Why? You don't have sympathy for the handicapped. No, motherfucker. 
It is no sympathy for you. No and sympathy reach. for you. No, it's no sympathy for you, man. I mean, Let me you know, ask because, you know, yeah, man, you again, fuck Nisha. you, man. What oh, have you been able, you have you been able to do that, that oh, people said you couldn't do? Go ahead and answer. Thank you. Oh, man, check it out, man. Let me tell you what I do do. I focus on what people say what I can do. Then I say, oh, what? Really? And I realize it in myself because that's how people see me. So when the brother said, oh, you're on that again, I'd rather talk about that because I have someone with me to fuck you up with. <laughs> well, that was Big Charles that said that. So uh, go ahead and fuck me up. Go ahead and fuck me up. However you fuck me up. I don't feel like, don't feel like oh my. I'm getting fucked up. There is so much man-cold violation on this call right now. Tell him, Peach. That's I love you, Peach. That's what you want. 
Shut up, Lisa. I'm I'm working from home right now, and some sucker was walking by looking all up in my window. See, you know, you know. Let me say something to you. See, that's where you don't know your beauty. They could have been looking at the beauty in you, but you're so angry. He wasn't for looking at, me. at he you. Was looking at my, he was looking at my living room. Well, you just. Oh, all right. Well, you do what you got to say. Say you clean it up and shit. You know, I'm just saying. You got some nice shit up in there? You got some nice shit up in there? You got some nice shit up in there? You got some nice furs? You got some nice pieces? Yeah, but I want you to look at my nice shit and try to steal it. Well, you see, when well, you got the window open, you know what I'm saying? So now you got everybody it's, shopping in the window. You know, that's how you walk, it, when you're walking down down the strip, the strip and, and it's the corner still back with some nice uh, lingerie or something up in there, you know. Chocolate Pete's got to be breaking you. Talk to him and break him. Thank you, Chocolate Peach. I love you. <laughs> Follow me you, with your you, cash app. Can you tell us something that you did that people said you could never do? God damn, Beckman. God damn, Beckman. <laughs> I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, on to the next Thank one. Oh, that's what Jay said. Oh, on to the next one. He said, on to the next one. Hey, Big Charles, can I ask you a question? <laughs> now you're going to ask that same question. <laughs> same question, Charles. Same question. Hey, Tell us hey, something that hey, you did da, that you, da, you, know what? you couldn't do. Da, da. You know, at one time, I used to believe the CTE was, was a fucking joke. I believe the CTE is real, son. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's real. real. It's real. That's why I have a handicap. Well, yeah, like oh, I, I said, I'm al- making more better and more oh, better and more al- better, al- better al- man. Alcohol. Focus what motherfuckers say. They think I can't do it. You know what the fulfillment is, Beckman? The fulfillment is to do what's in your heart. If you do what's yeah, in your right. heart and yeah. let it out, See that? who gives a fuck, man? Right. What's in your heart. So, Beckman, let me let me say something. I have I have a different perspective. I don't think that people can push you to do things that you don't want to do. If if, if you're not self-driven, nobody else can't make you do something. Unless something dramatic happens right. between you and that individual that can push you towards that, that edge, and it, it just happened to push you over the edge. By chance, then I could believe it could happen by by that force. But other than that, I don't believe somebody's hatred can drive you towards something. A hatred for something that somebody just—I I just don't believe that. I, I believe that you have to be self-driven in everything you do. That's like no, nobody I can't can make you. I, do the same I, I agree. With nobody, you. nobody can, can make, you, make you do anything. No, okay, but I'm saying that listen, we do things. Listen, we some people some people have dreams and and. And have to take other avenues, like say a man, say, say a man in your position who has uh, uh, who's playing college football, right? And this woman has a baby, and she's kicked out of the house because her parents don't want to accept her, and she has nowhere to go. Do so you you continue playing college football, 
or do you quit everything and go get a job somewhere so you can provide for this child you have on the way or X, Y, you know, whatever, whatever. Right, now, provide for the child that's on the way, yeah. Right, right. so now your professional, your professional avenue has now taken another turn. Right. So do you feel some type of way because somebody come out and say, I told you we're going to prepare for your professional football, or you say, you know what, I'm not fucking worrying about you. I had other situations I had to deal with. I did what was best for me and mine. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just saying, you you got to, listen, I, 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 everybody, there's, there's a lot of things you want to do in life. That's a lot of things. That's the argument I had with Reese. I think, I, I think it was Reese. But everybody can't be a doctor. Everybody can't be a lawyer. Everybody can't be. There's got to be some chiefs. There's got to be some Indians. I mean, they're going to be one big ball out of everything. You know, it's like, you know what? It's like, listen, it's like to me, it's like the military, right? Everybody wants the rank, but everybody can't get the rank. But then even no matter how many times you climb up the rank, you're still just a peon because you're still taking orders from the next man up above you. I mean, you exactly. can try to be all that you want to be. But if it don't, if it don't make out the way, are you a lesser person? No. No. I'm not. No. I'm never no. going to demean somebody because they didn't make it to where they wanted to get there one day. Oh, my God, Charles, you have no idea how many times that I, in my professional experience in the casino business, one day I'm in a meeting with the president of the company, and then two, uh, two minutes later I'm talking to the janitor. I mean, so I never differentiated who I would talk to uh, where I worked. I was never that type of person. So I would sit down and have I would sit sit down and have lunch with the janitor, and we would have a great conversation. We would talk and exchange different things. It was fantastic. Well, well, back then, let me let me put myself in perspective, right? I'm I'm gonna put myself out there. You know, I always I I worked overnight. I I dealt with it for so long. I always wanted to become the overnight ops manager, right? That was that was something I pushed for. I wanted to become an overnight officer. Okay. Not only did I get to that point to where I was going to leave, I had to make a decision. So my son had a point where he, in his situation when he he got to this, he's in the school of arts and he was going to take a new schedule. And so I had to decide how are we going to do this. How I'm going to fix me picking him up and him getting to school A to Z. Whatever. Well, I got the means to pay for him to get a ride from the school to the, the place, but then now what happens then when I got to pick him up? So I had to have a sit down and talk to my manager. And I said, "Well, look, you know, well, you 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 know, we can't we can't allow you to do this, that, and this, you know, because you know this time when you take this position, this don't allow you that, and, and as a supervisor." You need to be here for this time. He said, you know, there's nobody else. I said, I don't have no family like that. My, any family that I have that would be able to help me out, just don't live anywhere near me. They're all out of, out of town. I, uh, you might, you told might have to. Listen, and he told totally me. I agree with you. I'm, I'm at the retention of my life. hate those conversations. At the retention of my life. Well, you know, right. and guess what I did? I, I, I took the bottom ladder. I not only took myself out of not being part of management as a manager you know, or a supervisor, you, I took myself out of being part of social. Charles, if I was your manager, you know what I would have done? Because if Did I you wanted to be your manager. 
Well, he was still talking John, about what he did. John, John, listen. He was right by everything he said. Let me tell you something. This is this is not a diss. See, people understand that as, as, as being friends and as business. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, in, in this new retail world, back when I first started retail, it was cool. You was a hard worker, everything bamboo, can of work, did what you had to do. It's all good. But now everything is strictly built on numbers. It, and it's not just the, 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 the big managers have no the numbers. Everybody has no numbers. Everybody has no every part, every instrument they got. Now, if I'm, if I'm leaving and go take care of things on my end, because I, I got my own personal life going on, what happens to the business? What does that mean? How much do I care about the business? So let's say I, I hate the business. No, but I'm choosing something better than the business. So I should be put in a position where a time frame fits my lifestyle and I don't have to deal with the business. And that's what he did for me. He put me in a position where the time frame fits my lifestyle and I can't, I don't have to worry about the business anymore. It's not, it's not a diss, John. It's the reality of life. Man, that's the same like, story. Like that yeah. same story what you talk about, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's kind of like how I, how I looked at it. It's about numbers, man. And I had, it this, is about you know, cause, right. Cause you know, I, I was in retail and I was in a department store and when I stepped into the department store, you know, I got elevated to a department, you know, and it was a grocery mm-hmm. store. So mm-hmm. I got elevated to the liquor department of Safeway. And the first assignment that they gave me, you know, you know, I have to audit all my liquor. I got to or- right. first I got to organize my back room. Because I now I got what's left over in the back room. So now I got to keep that in order to let me know what I need on the shelf. Right. And how long that on the back order is on the back order and not moving what I put on the shelf and becoming mm-hmm. my back order. You know what I'm saying? So when I first yeah. moved into Safeway, came into that motherfucker, I got the whole back order and put that motherfucking shit on sale. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. that motherfucking shit that's back because it was sloppy, man. I put all that shit, all that shit how you got right there in the front, in front of the liquor case. Yeah, solid. I marked that shit down. I marked that shit down. Boom, 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 boom. That shit sold. You know what happened to me? I moved up to the number one department in sales at Safeway. And then that that, that district, that, that manager there got recognized, which was a white man. He the same white man that hired me because I told myself, I'm about to go get this work right here. And I got it. Then when I got in, he met me. I moved in. He made me his liquor department after I was his 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 uh, courtesy clerk. You know, I went through those steps. You know, the courtesy clerk, and and uh, you know, then elevate to a different department. From there, he said, from here, I'm gonna put you in charge of the liquor department. I took that uh-huh. motherfucker and flipped it. And and what I did then. My sales went up so high, and the, and the numbers went up in that store, the liquor department, for Safeway because the orders go in. So then he got recognized, and he called me in and said, hey, man, blah, blah, blah. You know, we got recognized. Blah, blah, 
I'm going to do something for you when I'm going to do it. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to hook you up with the winers, the wineries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right. then I was going to become acquaintance with the people that's making the wine up in, that's coming in, you know, the, the wine distributors, mm-hmm. parents. Right. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is now I got to do my own back order. So now I got a log when it comes to income tax. It's all about numbers. And so do you know that Safeway only make like a penny on merchandise, but that penny on all those items keeps the store running, pay salary? Uh, you know, at the time, you know, maybe it, they don't make a lot over the asking price. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You mean, you mean then, wholesale so what, versus retail? All that yeah, bullshit. Right. They let me in. They, they yeah. start. They called. I start seeing what's happening in the back door, in the numbers. Right. That's my whole point. So, because I, I went to my manager, you know, I'm damn cool. I'm talking. I just flipped this motherfucker. I'm saying, man, let me make this one or two. He said, No, man, don't do that shit. Don't do this shit. Because now I'm getting audited. You know what I'm saying? The only reason why mm-hmm. it elevated is because he gave me the back order to do what the fuck I wanted to do with it. And that's what projected sales that quarter in there because all that shit that that one prior to me being in there, let that shit just sit there. I wanted my shit mm-hmm. clean, just like how J, J. King Father say, clean the fucking and sweep the fucking garage. When that motherfucking right. back order was mine, I ran the whole, whole department. Man, I said, this is how I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to clean this motherfucker up. Because I got to clean that motherfucker up now. Me. So sound like you, you I had took a that motherfucker and cleaned and put all that shit in the back, clean all that back. That was the first step. Then all that shit moved. Then all of a sudden, another order had to come in. Boom. So... But my point you is, had, you is had a good numbers, supervisor that trusted you, and that's good. Well, what he trusted, when well, he see, was, this he was, was before was you used to have to, you yeah, used to have it. to. Well, what it is, this was at the time when you had to walk in for an interview. You don't go online. You got to right. meet that right. motherfucker face to face. So right. as right. soon as I, I got done playing football. I had to come back to the hood. So I said, man, I, I could do something. Boom, boom, boom. And I saw some work at work. Boom. I'm going to get that motherfucker. I got that motherfucker. And it went exactly how I said it was going to be. And boom. Right. That's what came from that. And boom. It's just like that. Boom, 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 boom. Do what the fuck. And so, yeah, he trusted that. That's what the fuck he liked. He right. liked me to go get. So then when I came about, because he got me in. Because what he was going to make me was Reese's crossover boy. Because when right. that, see, when that, when he got, when he got the reason for me bringing up the numbers, they gave him a jacket. I got nothing. Yeah, but they put it on the back with the store did. Your hard work. Yeah, I did. All he did. Look good. Yeah, I made him look good. That's what it was about. I saw that. I see the game. You see what I'm saying? But what he said yeah. was, I'm going to hook you up with the, the wine people. See, now, not only am I doing his liquor department, I'm now communicating with the wineries myself, ordering with them what I need in my, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of responsible. Right. It it boils down to not what you know, but who you know in the long run. 
in the, in the, but, but but the thing is, he brought me in. So when it came time for me to fuck with them numbers, he said, "No, nah, man, don't do that shit. Don't yeah. do that shit." I mean, he, he made it clear to me like that, and he was like, he flipped that store. You know, he did. He came in it was straight business, and I was straight business. I was doing, even though I was selling, I was doing my thing while I was in the store because I was kicking it with people like you working in the store too, and they was amazing. Mm-hmm. I moved up, but I was still. I was I was doing some things, man. I was serving you coke because I know you was on coke. I was serving you coke. I was kicking it with the white girl and that motherfucker. I had her paying me for fucking her. You know what I'm saying? And she was wow. in the office. Yeah, man. This is how it go, man. <laughs> this is how it strictly go, man. You know, and and I'm just was fortunate to be at that time, but you know, but I but when it came down to them numbers, though, man, you don't fuck with them numbers, man. Because it all comes down to like he was saying, the numbers, man. It's all you're a number. Right. That's what business is about. That's all what's regulated. And, you know, no, and you're that right. shit is Steph, real. I mean, even though I made a salary in the casino business, I did get a, a bonus check because that was based on numbers. It wasn't based on me just being me. It was all based on numbers. Everything right, but at the same time, see, they don't give it. One thing about them numbers, they don't give a... They're just like Al Davis, just win, baby. They don't right. give a fuck about how your personality personality is or how you make your money otherwise. Just keep what's suspect mm-hmm. in the store. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then make them numbers produce. You do what the fuck you want to do. Obviously, yeah. You're not going to get any money if your numbers aren't there. It ain't about... It. Man, yeah, and them numbers is what keep the business up. Numbers. Absolutely, that's it. Yeah. The numbers. If you don't, man. if you don't have numbers, you don't have a business. You don't have business. They, they go. They don't know who the fuck. They don't know Joe Slow worked there. They know whoever is organizing Joe Slow who worked there can keep them numbers up. That's all the fuck they realize. Now, if Joe Slow become a fuck up because he made something good happen. Then that's on Joe Smoke. But you know who go find out? His tracer is them numbers. Them numbers. If you if your numbers slip, they go find out what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. What's going on? Going on yeah, yeah, we know but yeah. you like that every day. Now why is it fucking with you now? Because it's fucking with our numbers. See when you you can be this and that, oh yeah, 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 but motherfucker, you're fucking with it. money got lost. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Because the numbers, said, is, you, the numbers don't. You, said, numbers you and I add to the numbers on this radio show. We bring the ratings up. That's what you and I do. Well, that's 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 a frequency. Yeah. You know, you could bring the frequency up. You know, because you could put people on that frequency. Right, but you could put uh-huh. others on that frequency that can't last on that frequency. Chocolate tea. Because the frequency might be I too say. much of a high. I understand What's that. that? But that's okay. Chocolate Peach doesn't agree with anything I say, but that's okay. She's not into the numbers. Yeah, the numbers is a motherfucker. They're, they're, they're almost yeah. like a what identification you been, card. What you got to Chocolate Peach? Say it. I said, say what you got to say. That's what I said. That's right. That's right. I was ready for it, Charles. I'm ready for it. She doesn't. Know. Like, hey Charles, she doesn't even like when I request Candyman to be played. Can you believe that? 
John. Oh, I said was if you go request John, candy listen, John, John, you tell somebody else to play John, on YouTube, John, so I was telling you. Let, let me tell you something, John. John, it, mm-hmm. it, the, the Candyman song I love, but the way you song is so white of you. Y'all <laughs> 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 oh, see, hold up. You ever see the movie The Jerk? You ever see the movie The Jerk? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. 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 You take the rhythm out of everything. I'm just saying. <laughs> you you bland the songs out. So, <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I'm not, Charles, that's my white privilege. That's my white privilege. No, no motherfucker. That is your non. That is your non rhythm privilege. <laughs> when I can't swing, you bouncing. When everybody else bouncing, you want to sway. You fuck the song up. Oh, wow. I'm just saying. I, you know, I it's my like, listen. I love I that listen. movie. We take up. Dear mom, look, I, I do got too. my first job so, today. My so first, look, it was called so a blow job. So, uh, like when Dionne Warwick had Solid Gold, I think she fucked up everybody's song. Even that when she sing that was Fit Friends of Fall. I thought she fucked up a lot of songs. I like Dion, that. Actually, you fucked up a song. For some reason, I like Dionne Warwick. I don't know why. I ain't like it on Solid Gold, though. I ain't like it on Solid Gold. What's yeah, 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 right, right, right. I didn't like Diane all the Was Diane Warwick when, when, uh, related to Michael Jackson? No, she no, related Whitney to Houston. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Oh, okay. I did, that's Diana Ross that you talk about. Oh, I'm thinking of, you're right, I'm thinking of Diana Ross. Is she But is the she nostalgia, cousin? at the time, the time that I, that, that she was on, Solid gold. You talking about Dionne Warwick, right? Yeah. When I was yeah. when I was able to to absorb her in real time, I was more into her nostalgia. I liked her, like you said, you didn't really like her in Solid Gold. But when I look right. at her before that, it's right. something about her that I liked and respect about her. I don't know what it was. Where she moved. Right, yeah, it I was something it. about it. It was just something about it, man. I feel exactly what you feeling, man. It was just something about mm-hmm. the from the time that I imagined when she came into my consciousness, her her legacy is completely don't go hand in hand in how right. I thought she was. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really see. You know what I'm saying? Because it let me see in what space did artists get out of step? You know, it, it, it kind of helped. It kind of helped me because I, I started noticing that in in artists or musicians mm-hmm. or in music, when does it when does it become old? And when do they feel old? And when do they chase the dream for what it is? When they put it on display, that kind of you know that kind of shit, you know, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Shit. Are they, are they still both alive, Dion Warwick and uh, Diane? Are they still both alive? 
I know Deion Warwick. Yeah. Who else? And uh, Diana Ross. Yeah. You know what? To that question, it makes me look at what they become based upon the image that they put out there and, and if you can really see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you know what I mean. I don't know if you that far baptized. <laughs> well, no, Dionne Warwick, I'm, if she's still alive, she's got to be like 90 years old now, no? I couldn't say that, John. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, Hold on. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. The same, the same, what I'm saying right now in Get on the Bus, Spike Lee had a scene in that movie I hear with you. Isaac Davis. Did I hear you. See that? Uh-huh. Did you see Spike Lee get on the bus? Uh-huh. Remember at the end, Isaac Davis died. Right. But And, and it was the youngster... The youngster and his father didn't get on the bus either because they was with Ozzy Davis, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, Dion Warwick is still alive. She's 83 years old. Okay, so she's younger than I thought. Wow, okay, good for her. Okay, yeah, she was born well. December 12, 1940. Oh, okay. Now, is she the one... No, she's not related to Michael Jackson. It's Diana Ross is? No. No, no it's like Diana Ross, from what it is said, Diana Ross is what launched Michael Jackson. There's a story oh. about Michael Jackson being launched, and Diana, mm-hmm. story, well, well, Diana launch, Ross is in this story. Michael Jackson when he was with the Jackson 5 or when he was solo? Check it out, man. She, yeah, yeah, Jackson Five. Yeah, she launched the okay. Jackson. She launched Michael the Jackson Five. Yeah. Okay. I love the I love the Jackson Five growing up. Yeah, Did you love Michael Jackson? Breakfast. I I love Michael Jackson. I thought he was a terrific. God, terrific performer. Yeah, but I gotta eat it. They t- my doctor told me I can no longer skip breakfast, so I gotta eat something light for breakfast. Hey, Chocolate Peach. Yes, sir. Now, you see, when you were on the J. King in the Morning show, the show that you're not a king, you do know that, don't you? Right. Of right. course I know I'm not a king. I'm a queen, nigga. You were invited. Oh, no, no, you're not a king. And then you see how I treated you? you were, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go. I didn't say uh, Chocolate Peach Slices. I didn't say chocolate peach fuzz. I said, what's up, chocolate peach? You heard that, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Thank you very much. Chocolate peach, you're a participant. You're not a king. I know I'm not a king. I never professed to be a king. I am a queen. So, all right, queen. Queen, the queen. You said a lot of things, queen, when your dissertation about your uh, way of life that you shared with us that you I mean that you shared with us that a lot of knowledge. Respect. I was very yeah. proud that she shared that with us. Oh, you were you know ready what? to pay her. Don't don't, don't <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know you can break him, don't you? You know uh-huh. you I know believe- you know you know you know you can break him, don't you? No. You do yes. know that. Okay. Chocolate peach. Just, 
To, yeah, my is, belief oh, is to man. each their own. To each their own, well, and I appreciate this that. You sound so To sweet. each their own. You sound so Nothing sweet. wrong with that at all. Anyway, Chocolate P, you said a lot. Yes, sir. And what you said, well, number one thing that you said... When I told, when I spoke about the Valley Valley of the Kings, you act like you was in the Wizard of Oz. You don't know what the Valley of the Kings wow. is. Wow. No, I don't know what the Valley of the Kings is. That's why I asked. If I don't uh-huh. know, I asked. Oh, where think, do you live? Think, That's how I opened it up. I think that was Alfred where, Hitchcock in the book. Where do you live? Shut the fuck I'm, up, jerk. <laughs> That's Steve Martin to you. <laughs> I opened the question up by saying, and where did all this take place, this life that you live? And, you know, and you told me, Cal- you know, California. I said, oh, the yeah, Valley of the Kings. State, and I said, yes, yeah. yeah. And you don't know where the Valley of the Kings is. You, you said no. Well, that's going to be Sacramento, But you shut the fuck up. What in the fuck is that motherfucking <laughs> Is your, you sick, is your blood pressure okay? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, gosh, man, shut the fuck up, please, man. Can I talk to the queen, please? Go ahead, I'm sorry. This is king and queen talk, jerk. Go ahead, go ahead. So sit there and apropos, jerk off if you have to. I'm eating some beef jerky, go ahead. Yeah, that you can do that shit. I'm talking to the queen. So you say, uh, you know, you don't know where the Valley of the Kings, but you knew you was in California, though, right? Yes. And so, what's the capital of California? Oh, that would be that would be Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento Sac- is the capital uh-huh. of California. Right, that's right. the capital. You mean sac? Don't sac with Mac? Macamento? You're talking the sack pack now. Come on. Oh, the sack pack. <sighs> right. I'm talking about the Mac that's in sac. That's well, the what I'm Mac talking about. originated from Oakland. So. Oh, so you do know what I'm talking about then, right? Yes, I know about the match. Oh, you know well, about was, the match. Was Oakland yes, I was you know at one point? I was you never able to Mac, watch the movie. I was never able right, to watch the you movie say, because well, the one, Mac was from Oakland. one of my the mom's place, brother-in-laws was in the movie. Right. So, so was in Oakland. Right. Oakland, right? You said Oakland, right? Oakland. Yes, yes sir. Did you say o- Oakland? Oakland. Yes, I did, oh, that, You know what that means? Listen here, Queen. Do you know what that means when I said Oakland? It is the city I'm living in. No, well, let me tell you something. It means that you and I was communicating and talking together. You just took over. I said affirmative. You said Oakland, and it was affirmative. Okay, Oakland. And then I was going, you know, we're going to go back and forth, you know, kind of talk about this shit. Because it's about SAC and MAC. (laughs) Right? 
Oh, you, you don't want to say that. I agree with that. I, I, I don't have. Yeah. I, don't I mean, have I mean, I mean, I mean. What I'm saying is, right at least Tupac said Sacramento, where you at, right? Sacramento. So he identified with what I'm talking about. Fact, where you act in the fulfillment of the fulfillment, right? Talking about Sac becoming the Mac, right? Yeah, but what's the it's just started over, right? But the right now, right now, it seems like a lot of macking is happening out of, you know. But what's the fulfillment the mean? I don't understand that. Well, no, a lot of macking is out of sacking. You know, it's a lot of sacking. There's still some sacking going on around here. You know, sacking just because it rhymes with macking. So is let's just talk about the second part. Is Sacramento considered a valley? Is no. Sacramento in, well, a, in a valley? Well, yeah. Well, it's good that you brought that up, uh, Beck the Peck, because that furthermore is a subject. And the subject was about the Valley of the King. So now this woman here who talked about California, where she was at, and her lifestyle was that of a lifestyle that how kings live. And she didn't know where she dwelled. You were dwelling in the valley of the kings, wanting to step on it and put queens there. When queens is way on the other side, you came over here wanting to step on it and put the queens over here, right? What the fuck are you talking about, Lisa? Oh, at least you listen. Let me ask you this shit. You talk so much like and Oh, you listen to this shit? Well, when you got here, let me say something to you, woman, who didn't know where the Valley of the Kings is, but although you liked the lifestyle, didn't you? Well, let me ask this question. If Sacramento is... Shut the fuck up, jerk. If Sacramento is the uh, king city, chocolate what's pink, the queen? Chocolate pink. What's the Did you queen like the lifestyle over here in the Valley of the King? No, I didn't. How about that? You didn't. So, but you was in it for two years, right? You was in it for oh, two boy. years, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna change their alarm battery. No, I thought I thought your conversation was quite beautiful. I liked it. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. What? What's the right, It's just that part California. where you didn't know. Yeah, I thought. I mean, you. You know. But then, as I was liking it, you talked about how you used some rules and shit, right? Right. You said them rules elevated you to say, huh? Uh, what about the queen? Because I'm feeling something, huh? Right. Right. Huh. Huh. Wait, somebody's cooking. Was I listening right? Smoking Was I listening right? I don't give a fuck what's going off. Did I hear you right? I don't give a fuck anything else. I want to make sure that it's clear that I hear chocolate. Listen here, chocolate peach. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I want to make sure out of all that going on that I heard you completely as you said it. Am I right on what I was talking about? I said that, yes, I have rules and boundaries. I mean, you you began to notice these things in you because it was real cool in the beginning, though, right? What right? do you mean you have rules and boundaries? Rules and boundaries for what? Shut the fuck up, man! You... All right, go ahead. Ask no. her. 
Go ahead. You didn't want to. Just... You asked you when you wanted to ask a question. You asked some bullshit. You when you when yeah, you wanted what... to ask your question, all you you asked bullshit. And then when I asked my question and have a conversation and then engage you with it, you want to motherfucker act like you can do. Yeah, but I, I want to know what the rules and boundaries are. Any fucking time you no motherfucker. Let me say something to you. Conditioning is out, white man. Ain't nobody conditioned with your motherfucking Why voice. Why can't I just be the man? I'm just because the man. Because it can't, man. You fucked it up. Don't you see you're at war right now? Don't you see that all this shit ain't like how it used to be with you? Maybe you are in uh, the Wizard of Oz. You're like Dorothy, huh? This is like the motherfucking Wizard of Oz. You wish you could all be like when you was young, huh? But you got people and you decide to no, cast the my, numbers. I think myself more like you know like how many Toto. numbers of the day that you kick it with people like this oh, that can really talk about some shit that you can't even comprehend on why the fuck are they like this? Can you dig it? Wasn't Toto a band? I'm waiting for you to say, can you buy that? Wasn't Toto a band? Toto? (laughs) No, can you dig it, man? (laughs) You can't dig it, man. You can't. You're not there yet. You ain't hip. Remember, it's hip-hop. And you need an ambassador to go to the next level. You think that's a rap, Seth? You think yeah, motherfucker. It ain't gonna be last with you everywhere, motherfucker. You think I could no, be a motherfucker. rapper? Yeah, I think I could. Go do it, motherfucker. I think it's I gonna could be a, a journey, man. This shit gonna be. It's gonna be some Cheech and Chong, man. With this shit, man. It's gonna be like a journey, man. You gonna be on this motherfucker, and if you wanna ride, you show you wanna ride on this motherfucker, man, because you're gonna have to transform. Right. And you're not there yet. Ride the you're not white there pony. yet. You know, yeah, you riding the white pony, and you better be glad Prince was on a white pony, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, you better respect that. We're getting rain right now. It's unusual. It doesn't matter, motherfucker. If you will check, let me tell you how adept am I with what you're talking about. If you would look at my Facebook post, you motherfucking spy, you, you will see that I already told I you find, what the I weather was going to be on this day. I told I you, I manifested what was going to, how the weather was going to be. I warned everyone what you put out there about how you're you getting the pineapple the express. Well, oh, yeah, you labeled it, huh? I call it, like you said, a motherfucking, what you want, a, a, a atmospheric river, talking about dividing the waters above the waters of your creation shit, you know, well, about the horizon and all that shit, you know, about how you how you condense the horizon into hours and shit, and you divided time and shit, and you divided day and night and shit, and you divided all that shit, and you want people to believe the shit on how you believe that shit, man? No. Not like man, I believe in a lot of shit, evidently. I know you believe in a lot of shit, but, man, you ain't got the actual factual, <laughs> though. Man. No, you ain't got the actual factual, man. And a lot of shit going to make you want to call like somebody. That. That'd be and Jay King ain't going to be there, man. Jay King ain't, man, what the fuck you going to do, man? What My the fuck 62 you going to do is always there, man? There. Who the fuck are you going to call, man? If you can't talk to Jay, who the fuck there. is going to make it all right for you, man? Who the fuck is you going to call? The 62 is always there. 
No. No. You got to think for yourself. And you know what? It's only going to be one. One going to make. You... Remember on the cross? It was it was two on the cross. And 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 the Messiah looked at one and he looked at the other. And one went into the kingdom and one didn't. Are you that one? Are you gonna be that one going to the kingdom? I like that. Hey Yusuf, what number were you in football? What does it matter, man? It's about what I am now, man. I don't need to why no, the fuck now. you want to know what the fuck not I now. was? I just no, wanted to I, I had number multiple numbers, wear? man. Check it out, man. I had multiple numbers, man. Okay, now what? Why? Multiple numbers. Why? Why did what? you have multiple? Why? Why not? Why not? I just what number wore should one I have? number. Oh, I, 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 have, I had a one number. Well, what, what difference does it I mean, what you can have any number with a position. When you play football, what number was your favorite number? When I play football, my favorite number, let me see. When I play football, my favorite number, uh, I would say seven. Seven? Okay. Well, that sounds like a quarterback. Were you you a quarterback? No. I didn't play quarterback. Okay. Well, that just sounds like a quarterback number. Although I didn't know the number of completions. I'm, That's I do why notice more that. in, in the NFL, like lower numbers are like linebacker numbers now. Like Michael Parsons from uh, Dallas, he wears number eleven. He's like All a right. linebacker defensive end. All right. like, remember so when you got, remember when Lawrence, you got Lawrence all kind Taylor of played? People people have numbers now, man. That you know you got all kind of numbers. You had LeBron change number. You had Kobe change number. You had people change number, man. You had Dr. J with number six, man. You had Football players that you know when they change teams they change the number man, you know that's how the no, shit goes sometimes. You get now no, you I bargain know. if you want that number you got to pay for that number because another person on that team might have a number so you pay to get that number. So boy, I, mean, I remember so, you know it could be you about know, when numbers, the, man. The, the, you know, the Dodgers just usually, signed this this Otani guy from the Angels. He had to buy yeah. the number from uh, some guy on the Dodgers. <clears throat> he gave his wife a Porsche for his number. And what was the number, John, since we're going to talk about numbers? We're going for, to go back. For Otani? Oh, you know what? It's number 17. I think it was number okay, 17. 17 yeah. is a good number. That's a good number. That's a good number. 17 but represents. When I th- but that's baseball. But when I think of 17 in football, I think of like a quarterback. I think Don Meredith. When he played quarterback well, now for the Cowboys, think of 17, he was number 17. Let me say something. Let me say something. Listen here, you dumb motherfucker. Okay. When you see 17 um, now, you bitch. Calm what down. Do calm of? down. Go ahead. What number do you think of when you see 17? Who do you think of when you see 17? I think of Don Meredith, 17. quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And? And Otani, baseball for and the Dodgers. And that's the point. That's the point. See, you got that, you got uh, Meredith because that's your nostalgia, man. That's your childhood, but time goes on, man. Not yeah, to that's disrespect you. Well, listen here, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not finished, motherfucker. I listen, I listen. I like going. I'm telling you what to claim. Now, Otani made that decision because he wants you to remember right now, from now on, remember my number. 
That's when you was young. But since you want to remember some numbers, I'm here to top your, the one that you, the one that you worship. I'm gonna top this number. I'm gonna make you remember this number. The two greatest people you ever remember was your childhood, and the rest will be me. That's what that shit. Is okay. About, now, like, like when I think of you? number seven in my mind, I think of Mickey Mantle. When I think of number nine, I think of uh, uh, the guy that played for the Boston Red Sox, who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not uh, Ted Williams. Mm-hmm. When I think of number 15, I think of Thurman Munson, because I was a diehard Yankee fan. So, yeah, I mean, when I think of Lawrence Taylor, I think of number 56, New York Giants. You know what, man? When I did my thing, since this is about what number in football, what I usually took was the number they gave me, man. You know, if this was the number they thought of me, I took that because it was all about how I felt about football. Fuck that right. number, man. You get into that number off- later on. Did you, you know, unless you're young in the defense? numbers and shit, man. Or did you play both? I just played football, bro. I play, you know, I play where the coach, I play where the coach put me. That's where I play. Okay. And then I, you play, I, I had expressions. Did you play places. offense and defense? I played both. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I did for one and, year. And every time, good, I wasn't as good on defense as I was on offense. So my senior year, I never played defense because I wasn't as good. Right. And I admit it on defense. Right. Right. Was it because of your number? No, no. But I remember the number I picked because it was my age at the time. I picked so number you picked 16. Your number. See, that's yeah, I did. I was right there. I didn't. Pick I was my able number. to pick. I just told I was you, able to pick my. I didn't number. pick my number, sir. I didn't pick my number. I didn't say I want this number. And you know what I did? I said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna play some football, man. Give me what what the fuck right. I need to play." The motherfuckers gave me that number. And then as I did what I did, you know, you know, that's the number I had. I wasn't even tripping on no motherfucking number, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, but you, then, said, you know, but you when I got in the so number. In high, school, in high school, you had several numbers, you said? You, like, had different numbers throughout the years? When I changed, like, from high school, I went to, I made an all-star team, and so I had a different number. And then I went okay. to a college that had a different number, and then went to Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.